All right, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to episode 24 of the podcast. Uh, this one's a, a pretty big one, I think. We got all of Magnitude on. Uh, I asked Russell to come on the podcast a few months ago. He essentially told me to fuck off. And then for whatever reason, <laughs> said that, right hey, out what, the if gate. We, what if we brought the entire band on the podcast? And I said, all right, let's go. So, uh, yeah, got a lot of shit to talk about today, especially with uh, you guys having your record coming out soon. But, um, yeah, does everyone just want to introduce themselves first? Don't let me do it. What's up? I'm Russ, vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> none of us are gonna be able to do this uh seriously uh, i'm connor i play drums Irish See, that, legend. that was like normal russell going like i'm the vocalist who says vocalist <laughs> like what the that's i don't know that's just weird to me i feel like all right what's the word i should use burke I don't know. You sing in the band, man. You vocalist. I don't know, man. Go on vocal rest or something. Burke be like, I don't fuck with this guy, dude. I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with this. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That's whatever. What's All up? Right. I'm Russ. Who? Uh, go ahead, Matt. Hey, what's up, I'm Matt? <laughs> what do you do in the band, I'm bro? Matt, I'm Matt, and I play guitar. Matt, Matt's been on before. This is Matt's. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a. I'm a return visitor. They know me. Seos and Burke have been on. Go ahead, Burke. Introduce yourself. I'm Burke. I play guitar. Hell yeah. And then Seos just said, hey, I'm Alex, but everyone knows him as Seos, so I'm going to call you that, bro. Okay. I play B. (laughs) All right. Uh, We'll just jump right into it. So the first thing uh, I just want to start about, talk about uh, just kind of the origins of Magnitude. You know, um, what what year did Magnitude start? Was it 2017? Okay, I was going to say 2016, but uh, yeah, um, just go ahead, Russell. Like, guys, I know you and Connor are the, the two original members. Well, no, Matt as well. Matt is yeah, no, sorry, Matt. Matt. Wow. Matt is pivotal. Just, in the like, just like everyone else, they forgot I've been in the band the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. I probably would have remembered, but you didn't fuck with me at that point, and Russell and Connor did, so, <laughs> you know, it's crazy how memory works, but uh. Russell, we'll let you. <laughs> we'll let you go ahead and uh, just yeah, like I said, just like wh- why'd you guys want to start a band? Why'd you choose like the '90s strife type shit? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So there, there are two uh, I think pivotal moments in the origin story for us. Um, one of them, I would say, goes back to 2016. Um, around I guess early 2016 is when Foundation broke up. Uh, they had their last show. And uh, me and Connor, we had been talking uh, with our our original bass player, Cameron, about doing a straight edge band, something more, uh, I guess, like heavier and anthemic than the uh, other bands that we had been in at that point. Um, So we had that idea going for a while. And um, I think me and Connor jammed a couple of times and nothing really came to fruition with that idea. Um, And then there was a point when Matt, uh, just started showing me all these bands he was getting into from the nineties, uh, trial strain bands like that. Uh, and yeah, we just went down the, uh, the rabbit hole there and, uh, that kind of, uh, kind of brought out the, uh, the, uh, early beginnings of magnitude. I think there was a point when, uh, when Matt, uh, cause search for purpose was also starting at the same time. Uh, and yeah, he was like, coming up with the idea for search for purpose and that was originally going to be like a heavier band instead of the whole turning point Damn, that's sound. funny. yeah yeah 
And then uh, I think I think I was originally going to sing for the the Turning Point uh, style band, and then when uh, we first started coming up with the magnitude ideas, we switched it up. And yeah, um, I think uh, I distinctly remember uh, a day when Matt showed me the uh, the instrumentals for the song Defy and uh, and the lyrics as well that he wrote for it, and we just got together with Connor who records and we demoed out that song and sent it to some friends, got good feedback and uh, decided we were going to turn it into a real band. Yeah. What do you guys remember from that time? Connor and Matt? Literally the same thing. I think yeah, we, I don't we, like did defy recorded it and we're just like, there it is. So defy is the first thing you guys ever wrote. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I think Matt yeah. wrote the whole thing and I was just like, I know exactly yeah. what to do. So, and then, uh, and then we just tracked it in a day. Yeah, so I don't even remember. I mean, if you guys were talking about doing the foundation kind of band, I don't remember ever knowing about that. I just, so my recollection of that was always, I was doing Search of Purpose. I didn't know how I wanted it to sound. As people who have heard the different releases know, it kind of changes every single time. Um, and I wrote Defy as a Search of Purpose song. And I was like, ah, this is like too heavy. Um, and so then I showed it to Russell. And all I don't really remember like the whole, I mean, I remember, I remember like the room we were in and everything, but I don't remember like the exact log and stuff. Yeah. But I just remember when we recorded the original vocals, I was like, Russell, yell as high as you can. Like, I was like, I want you to sound like you're <laughs> like hold, screaming hold. your lungs out, like chokehold type, like really raw and like high. And there is another version, like a, like a scratch track basically that has the crazy vocals on it. I don't even remember what it sounds like at this point it probably doesn't sound as cool as i as i thought it did but it might be the out there somewhere time. yeah it's it's probably been a uh, loss of the void but yeah that's that's how i remember it um i think that yeah our stories pretty much line up yeah i think uh, uh sorry go ahead Sig. no no it, you go ahead and finish it's something right. uh, kind of side related yeah so it, it happened really fast but uh between the time period that we did that and it was kind of just like yo like we're feeling this like should we make a band out of this? Um, and I guess what I was describing before is like my internal dialogue was, oh, this is perfect to turn into that that idea of uh, of what I had been thinking about before. Also because North Carolina, especially at the time, was into stuff with a, a bit more of heavier elements. And uh, at that point, the other band that we had been in was more of a loose term youth crew style band. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I saw potential for it um in our local scene immediately when he showed me that that uh version of the song and then yeah we sent it to uh lennon who does please your case and put out our first couple releases and uh he was like yeah you guys got to do this fast forward a few weeks later uh we i think we we wrote the demo in like a week or something like that uh hit up cameron and uh filled filled a lineup and uh yeah i think played our first show a couple months later with uh with Elegy, which is a band that Burke and Seas were in. That's where we yep. first met those guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, two uh, things real quick. Uh, Matt and Connor, did you both play? Did you guys play in Rapid Change too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And secondly, just for my own curiosity, uh, what was Search for Purpose originally supposed to sound like, Matt? Russell said it was supposed to be heavier. Were you thinking like magnitude heavier or something like different? No. So do you remember what the Search for Purpose demo art looked like? With like the big X's, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was originally, 
in my head, it was going to sound like an early 90s, not like metallic. And I don't, I don't want to say like mouthpiece because like, let's be real. Nobody was trying, nobody has ever wanted to sound like that. Um, but I think that's kind of the lane. Like it's very niche, but like before it went as melodic as it did, I think I wanted to do like the whole, like a year removed from the end of all the like youth group stuff, like 1991 hardcore, yeah. um, which the demo doesn't sound like that at all. The demo sounds like, I, I don't even know what the demo sounds like. It's just like a mishmash of different styles. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I think when I wrote Defy, I was thinking, oh, like I don't really love how I did some of these demo songs. Like, let me try and do something else. And that was kind of the, the lane that I was headed in. And then it diverged even more because the search for stuff got even more melodic and the magnitude stuff got like even heavier. Oh yeah. I think the demo is almost like slower strife. Not okay. like heavier, like literally like tempo. Maybe like just maybe slower. like the strife, like the strife seven like the first strife seven inch. Cause like um there was I don't know though, because it's not but it also had fucking like well that that was the exception yeah i dude i don't know it was it was confused hardcore that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> confused hd it was emotional off the bat though i mean i love it so i don't I think, think it's like, yeah. yeah i don't know it was very very big in the the inspiration behind the demo though as well i specifically remember like matt showing me all these old videos of trial and like we were really into the earlier trial, especially um, the the foundation trial trial foundation seven inch and uh, uh, through the darkest days, um, all their earlier material, especially at that time, and that played a big role in the uh, the demo. I don't know. We just got really immersed in the the era of the the late nineties, um, and yeah, it was cool. It was a it was a cool time period of of discovering a. Uh, a really cool era of hardcore and just getting super into it and you know birth this band essentially yeah uh not not to spend too much time on search for purpose but i just want to bring up one more thing i personally think eternal emotion stands up to whatever faithful end in my personal opinion like lyrically and musically <laughs> That's insane. I, really, awesome. I really do think that i love that record and i know russell you were in the band as well played guitar uh it, it was it was matt matt's project with Connor. yeah yeah for sure but I, I mean you guys played in it live but um yeah search purpose is dope but um do you want to talk about who else was in the band when it first started you just want to leave that or what um yeah cameron cameron was in the band um i mentioned him before um and yeah he was a, a pivotal member uh or a pivotal uh part of starting things i guess um but yeah hell yeah and you said uh, the first show. Talk about that. I know you said it was with Elegy, uh, which obviously Burke and Seos is. That wasn't. The, was that the first band you ever did Seos? No. Uh, like first had, hardcore metal type band. I had Cashy down before that, but then okay. uh, back in like college days, I was in a Lifetime kind of band, Lifetime Kid Dynamite sounding band called Pilots. But when I joined, they changed the name, and I can't remember the name for some reason, but. It was all right. It was just dudes from Miami who ended up going to university in Miami and becoming like Latin Grammy winners and stuff. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look up pilots right fucking now. It's like you, it's a MySpace thing. You might be able to find them. Let's I, go. I all their Instagrams, but 
they don't have like any evidence of it, but I'm gonna see if I could reach out and get like a demo of it. That's That'd legendary. Seos yeah. is also in uh to satellites, mine all mine, and kid at heart. I, I was not into satellites. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the second one? Uh, mine did... all mine. Yeah, but that we're talking about hardcore. So you're just trying to out yeah. me right now, fucking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go check out Illuminate Me. Hey, 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 hey! I was 17. We don't got to bring up shit that's that old, but uh, that's what I'm saying, bro. You guys talk talk about the first Magnitude show because you guys were all there, which is kind of what we'll get to. Very very full circle for the band. So can I take the reins on this one? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Was it that was the Elegy show, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So uh, I think it was Magnitude, Magnitude's first show, Elegy, and Scourge. And Scourge, Time Walk. Time Walk. Time Walk. Yeah, because Time Walk and Scourge were on the line. And kept in line. Invoke. And then, then, yeah, Invoke as well. Just God, so many fucking bands. It was was a lot of bands. Yeah, a lot of bands. Yeah, it was like seven bands. But, uh, you know, North Carolina was kind of weird and we don't have a really central scene. And, um, it was in Chapel Hill at, at the nightlife. Is that uh, what it was? Yeah, I, I think it was night. night. Yeah, is that what it's called? Nightlife. A nightlight. Nightlight. I don't think the, the venue's not there anymore, is it? Not really. It I don't is. Think so yeah. I don't think they do much. But um, but yeah, dope show. And for our first show ever, we actually had like sing-alongs because we had Defy, and that was like the first song we released, and we had people actually knowing the lyrics, and we were like, oh, this is fucking crazy. And uh, so that was awesome. And then that was our first time seeing Elegy as well. And so that was a great time. There was great vibes. You that guys night, Earth Crisis. We did cover Earth Crisis. What no, song? Yeah, we did. Forge, um, Forge in the Flames. Forge in the yeah. Flames. Yeah, there was a song to cover. Uh, standby. Actually, I think it was Standby, wasn't it? No. Oh, no. uh, okay. I'm not going to names, but uh, there was a certain self proclaimed Earth Crisis, like, Super fan that was in the town. Along to the cover. Is, are we talking about uh? Yeah. No, we're not names. What? The name start with an H. No, I like him. Okay. Yeah, it does start. With an H. Wait, who, who are you talking about? No, then? it doesn't. I, I sent a picture of him in the group chat two days ago. <laughs> I don't shit, dude. I don't even know who oh, that is. The fuck? Anyway, I'll Anyways. just name later. I'm, we're just talking shit on a podcast. Now. Yeah, oh. seriously. Okay, oh, I know that motherfucker. Oh, okay. Could be the type of person to like read that out loud right now. <laughs> don't read it out loud. I, don't <laughs> I, I hope it's recorded. I don't want to edit anything, so just keep going. So that night, um, oddly enough, was the night where we witnessed a really, really crazy car accident. Uh, it was me, Russell, at and our friend Natalie in the car. We were heading back from the show that night, and I, I was driving. What the fuck am I looking at? This guy. Dude, just ignore yes. him, bro. Dude, just ignore him, please. Dude, I thought it was. I thought I'm it was somebody I else. I didn't even. I didn't even recognize that that was him. That's so funny. Is this gonna be a video? No, no, no. It's audio People will never know. Let Let Connor finish the story. Connor, start over. Okay. All right. There was a really bad car wreck. First night of the show, or the first yeah, night very, show. very first show, and we're on our way home, and there was a really bad car accident. And I was driving, and it was like two in the morning, and I thought 
the car had fallen off the bridge, like a couple of miles ahead of us onto the highway. What really happened was two cars collided head on. And it was that those two cars and then us. So like I see it, I freak out, I pull over and I say like, Russell, let's go. And we bolt out of the car and it's, you know, like fucking chaos everywhere. There's like metal and shattered glass and smoke and steam everywhere. And we're trying to get the doors open to get these, you know, the people out. And yeah, uh, I mean, essentially these two people, young people had died that night. One person went on the wrong side of the highway and crashed their car into somebody. And if that car wasn't there, it would have been us. So like, basically if that person hadn't been there, we all would have died. Oddly enough, we, one of our friends joined the band much later on when Matt quit to pursue school, like teaching full-time. Mm-hmm. This kid, Sean. Oh, yeah. And Sean was telling us a story like months later, like years later, actually. I think what like, yeah. happened is I showed him the song to whatever faithful end. And I told him what it was about. Yeah. It was about that night, like our first show. And, and, and Sean was that. saying, he was like that first show I was driving home and some guy was on the wrong side of the highway and tried to hit me. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, yeah, some guy was on the wrong side of the highway and purposely tried to drive into me. Sean missed him. The next car was that car that crashed in front of us. And then the car behind them was us. Damn. So it was really, like, really strange to, like, see all of it and then realize that was much more of a closer call than we, like, realized. And then that's what... Russell had written Twitter Faithful End about basically just about about mortality and stuff like that after our very first show. Yeah, so. I think I was reflecting a lot on just like, you know, that was a really special night um for the reason of the the show and just, you know, that whole moment we got to experience having a really cool first show which doesn't happen happen often for bands, especially in North Carolina and uh and yeah, it was just about I don't know, I'm thinking about the the what ifs of things and um, just being really grateful for the uh, the couple of years we had as a band up until that point. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I guess just about, about being grateful for, uh, for what you have and uh, finding, uh, finding meaning and purpose in, in life. Did you write that song like way before the LP or were you sitting on that or are you just you kind of um, reflect on the album was coming out. I had chipped away at it gradually over time, but okay. yeah, I think. Uh, well, we we did the seven inch like just a matter of of months after the demo that we started yeah. writing the seven inch. Um, and yeah, uh, I I had that idea for a while, but got to bring it to life for the LP, and then just realized it was like a a central theme somewhat, and uh, yeah, it worked out as the uh, the title track and everything for the record um so yeah oh yeah uh burke Seos, matt is there anything you guys want to add about magnitude starting the first show or anything any stories at all not to put anyone on the spot but yeah they they were there after yeah we stayed at uh russell's or no connor's dad's house yep yep and And they uh, they got there like four in the morning and waited on us because we were dealing with the car accident the whole time yeah, it was dope. It was really cool. That wasn't the. I will correct. I think Russell said this. The first time we met, I met you guys was when Substance played in Miami. 
That's right. Um, and you slept at Alexis's house, and somebody who won't be named asked me how to do a specific dance for Miami, and um, I had to show him how to do it. Um, and I think we went swimming for pretty, if I, if I remember correctly, but it was, yeah, yeah. What year was this? Like 2015? 2015, 2016? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Damn. Well, I, well, I met you guys that first show, and yeah. uh, up until that point, I didn't want to like you guys. Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> what did you just say? You heard me. I'm not... I didn't stutter. No, no, no. Seriously, I was proven wrong. Okay, I don't. Why I don't did, know what to tell you. Why didn't you? Why didn't you want to fuck with him? I don't know, man. I just don't like people at first. That is the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. I've never I'm heard fake, a bigger man. lie. This is news that's, to me. I've never. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so I see somebody. Oh, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in forever, bro. And no, it's I'm like the kind of guy that like just needs to talk to you, and then I'm like, oh, okay, they're actually just fine. So you're I mean, a hater. Wait. I don't know. You 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 are very lenient with your you, you are very you're 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 very like likable and very talkative. So this I, is going I so off the rails. It's awesome. Man. All they fucking do this is, is argue. These fucking South Florida Floridians. They all just fucking argue all the fucking time. No, he, he's Everything making up this weird persona for him, and it's just you see, not true. You just blame he can talk to a he can talk to a brick wall if you really all want. to. that's real. Anyway, uh. Before I was rudely interrupted, um, that was the funny LG Weekender where we played two shows, one in Philly and one in North Carolina. Oh, I, I actually remember that because I remember seeing videos of Lennon went with you guys, right? Yeah, yeah he drove he us. Drove it's like the third and the fourth show ever, I think. Third and fourth. Yeah. Dude, shows, Philly, like, dude, South four. Florida driving to Philly and then playing North Carolina and going home is so cool. Yeah, it was we awesome. Went, we went to New York, too, and it was our first time there or at least my first time um and they tricked me and burke into thinking the statue of Liberty was 30 feet tall <laughs> that's dope as fuck bro there's a there's an audio recording of it you should ask uh lennon for it and you can put it at the end of the podcast i literally will yeah uh two I, things I, uh first i will say russell i think me and you legitimately met in like 2013 which is really crazy i don't remember I don't how know. i want to say it was maybe with cold hearted or something played with one of your early on bands like on tour in north carolina uh Raps. but that's just crazy to think about and then you booked matp and shit a few times and, oh yeah yeah so known each other for a long time connor i don't i feel like me and you didn't meet until like 2015 26 maybe even later i don't know why, uh it's 2015 uh i don't know I like moved home from Brooklyn in 2015, but Rap okay. Change was still a band, and I remember we played Atlanta one time. No, we already—I already knew you before then. I don't know. I don't, it all, it's all a blur. I've known it I've is kind of a blur. But all we, those things you see damn, people around dude. so often. Yeah, forever. You know, neighboring states being from the southeast, and yeah, you uh, used to have long hair. Yeah, I used to have really long hair, like painfully long. Yeah, that's why Russell used to have long hair too. Probably. I Russell, Carter had a long hair. I remember yeah. long hair, Russell, bro. Yeah, Connor, Connor had long hair too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah it was like gross. Yeah. It was 20, like gross shoulder length. It was stupid as fuck. 2014, uh, 2015 vibes. But yeah, secondly, uh, I remember uh, I didn't know anyone in Elegy. I don't even think until like after the last show is when I met you guys. Uh, but yeah. Elegy, I was I was the dick rider from day one. I only saw you guys at the last show, which is funny, but. I guess I, I, that was a good show to see you guys at. The was that FYA? Yeah, yeah. Cuban yeah. Club. Dude, it was awesome. so fucking I, awesome. I feel like while we're talking about the whole origin thing, and I, I don't want to drag out the whole origin thing too long, but I really do think we got to highlight the uh, 
the connection with South Florida that yeah. uh, happened early on between us. I would say uh, North Carolina as a state, um, North Carolina, South Florida, and Atlanta, especially. Um, you know, when we started out, uh, we had our first show. We met uh, the people in Elegy. I had known Lennon uh, for a few years at that point. Um, and yeah, we just got connected uh, with, you know, everyone in Elegy and uh, through Lennon, especially, you know, he put out our demo on Plead Your Case and the seven inch uh, he really put on for us uh, early on. And I think our third or fourth show was the Plead Your Case showcase uh, late summer of 2017. We uh, went down to South Florida. Lennon just threw us on. The lineup was made already, but he added us on. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, super insane uh everybody really put on for us and uh you know uh, we just got to meet a bunch of people in the hardcore scene in south florida and uh yeah that kind of tied into us playing fya at the cuban club uh just a few months later and that was a giant moment for us as a band uh, oh, getting yeah. our name out there after this seven inch had come out so somebody had recently posted a video from that show like on instagram <clears throat> Um, and it was for the part in Defy, and so a bunch of us were singing, and I was about, I want to say 80 pounds lighter, and uh, I, what do you call it, I was wearing, like, cargo pants, but they weren't, like, like, they were, they could have been, like, looser, and I tried, I was, like, washing, and I, I kicked, and I immediately, the Space Mountain was just straight up, like, like, linoleum floor, and it was just covered in sweat. Yeah, yeah, I immediately ate shit, and it was, it's, I don't think anybody noticed it at the time, like, at, uh, when they posted the video, that wasn't the highlight of it, but I, I was unfortunately reminded of that very embarrassing moment. Yeah, I feel like South Florida scene is strong now from what I've seen in person, but, um, cool to I see it, it's, that, it's growing a lot right now. Yeah, that era in time, I think South Florida was, like, untouchable, literally worldwide, it's crazy that sound, like, there's, yeah, oh, many, yeah, every, every band that came name. from there, people knew. Yeah, too many bands to name. I feel like the style and vibe was just uh, people wanted to emulate it so bad. You know, like literally a all moment over the in world. time. There yeah. was a moment in time there there were so many bands popping up, and uh, I think yeah, it's kind of just uh, dude, what a time! A very very DIY type of scene that just made a lot of shit happen. Um, yeah, and yeah, created Definitely, a really cool uh, moment. Yeah, definitely made me pumped to be from Florida, even if it was on the other side of it. Uh, yeah, just a, just a really good time. But uh, yeah, before we uh, move on, anything else anyone wants to add? Um, no, I'm cool. Moving on. The next thing, yeah, okay. The next thing really uh, isn't that crazy. Just talking about the lineup now. Obviously, Anthony, uh, Burke, and Seos are in the band. It's very full circle from the stories you know just told, so... I don't know if Russell or Connor, Matt, you guys want to talk about this or you want to let them, but how did that come to be? Like, uh, I'll take this one. Um, why these two fuckers? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> I don't want to skip, question. skip too much. Everybody time. else sold out. There are there's, no straight-edge people there's left. There's nobody left. That, that's, that's, that's it. That, we're, we're, we're the bottom of the There the was no strike one left. Formula. We're plan X. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so so uh, yeah, I, I don't want to skip over too much time, but uh, we had our friend Paul. He joined the band uh, on guitar uh, and helped write to whatever fateful end as well. And uh, he had been in the band for a couple years. Uh, and then there was a point when Matt uh, uh, started teaching high school and uh, decided to step down 
uh, from the band, and we that's when we had Sean, who we mentioned before, he joined the band. And yeah, that was the lineup uh, kind of for the last few months before COVID happened. And then when COVID happened, it just put a, us in a really weird state of figuring things out. I think, you know, uh, it was a pretty widespread thing, people having to really confront what they're going to do with their lives in the distant future and everything. And uh, that ultimately led uh, way to Paul leaving a band. And uh, after we did a, our first tour back, Cameron left the band as well. Um, and then Sean did as well. And it really put us in a, oh, and around that time period, Matt had rejoined um, as well. And uh, yeah, it put us in a spot where we we're trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And I think, yeah, it was tough. We, you know, <laughs> me and Connor went for broke edge. And we were like, all right. Me and Connor. It was just we were, me and Russ for a sec. Me, me and Connor, we were really hell bent. We're some persistent motherfuckers, but, you know, because we really care about the band and and we just and Sig, knew we you, had more. Sorry, in Russ, I don't mean to cut you off, but Sig, you even, I feel like you would even know this, but a lot of people thought just, oh, Magnitude's about to break up. I never heard shit from Magnitude. I mean, I feel like I didn't think of that because I know you guys personally, but if sure. you were like on the. I guess on the outside, yeah. I mean, and also I want to bring up just talking about the lineup now in COVID. Like, COVID obviously fucked your guys' like plans to release new music. I mean, it did for a lot of people in the world, but um, it fucked like a lot of plans that we already yeah, had a lot of yeah. We had so much shit lined up, and then it was just like, what do we? Oh, nothing. We got nothing. Nothing. Dude, it's just crazy to me now how how music works, and I mean, there's like exceptions to everything, but like. If you think of like certain big bands like Killing Time, Marauder, and shit like that, they only need to play one fucking album ever. That's all you want to hear, right? Yeah. Kind of now for newer bands, it's like, why the fuck don't they have a new record like tomorrow? But yeah. at the same time, like you guys realistically could play to whatever Faithful in for like the rest of time. You could not play a show for 10 years, just play that front to back, and it would be insanity. You know what I mean? So uh, that, maybe it's because we the only thing we did play for such a long time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's a flattering statement. I appreciate that. But I, I, I think... mean, before you say that, I'll say this real quick. Yeah. You guys couldn't put out music. You know, it was hard. Lineup changes. The earth being just fucked over. Every time I saw you guys, it got crazier and crazier. That's just a yeah. fact. There was, was never a time it, where it was like, I was like, ooh, Magnitude needs to hang it up. It was every time <laughs> it was the exact opposite. You know what I mean? Every that's awesome. Time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't to hear that. sound like a like a fucking philosopher or anything, but you know, life has hard periods and and really good periods, and you know, same with this band, we had to get through a, a rough period to uh to you know see things through, and uh, I think we're we're really better off now than we've probably ever been. We have uh, the new record coming out and everything, but I uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I think we're on members. Yeah. Oh, like getting uh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I also, also want to add. Back. Yeah, like Matt. Like adding Matt was uh, another crucial thing because I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I never wanted Matt to step down from the band, um, and I know it was a difficult choice for him to make at the time. But you know, as I was saying before, it's like career, like long term yeah. life stuff. Um, being in a hardcore band is not. Uh, is not the, it's not the money maker thing. for the most part. Yeah, when it's especially kind of just like, you dude, I, I have a career that I literally could just go do right now, and I went to school for it. We're like, okay, yeah, you Matt, Matt, point. you need you need to talk for a minute, bro. Tell us about okay. not necessarily why you left, but why did you decide you could make it work coming back? 
Um, okay, so when I left, so I just also let me let me just clarify something for the legions of YouTube commenters who keep saying, <laughs> is this the original lineup? Yes, please. I am the original yeah. guitar player. Yes. You look, you look no, so different I now, don't, though. No, I don't have hair anymore. It's just op- that was, the hair that is just on the opposite end of the yeah, head. The hair it's on the opposite down. side of the face, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that so yes, I just to clarify for anyone that does not know, yes, I am the original guitar player. I only I didn't I was only out, I guess, for probably like a year or so, but I guess because of with code and everything. But anyway, so when they were when I was um starting teaching in like 2019, um the vibe that i was kind of getting was that they wanted to tour a lot more than they had been before and i knew that that wasn't going to be something that i could really do so i was like i didn't really and i didn't really want to have to deal with like doing fill-ins and stuff so i was like you know what let me just like pass it on to somebody else now as to why i decided i could make it work um so covid happened i was basically just like sitting at home teaching on zoom every day and it made me insanely depressed And I was like, you know what, like, why don't I try and just like do more music stuff? And they went on a tour and then I was living with Cameron at the time and he went on the tour and came back and we started talking about like how it went and stuff. And he was like, yeah, bro, like he had been kind of uh, hinting that they might ask me to come back. And there was a show that they played on my birthday in 2021, right? The Hannah Benefit, was that 21? Yeah. Um, so that was 2021 and they played that on my birthday and I went there and it was at that show, right. Where you guys asked me to come back. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. Cause I remember I sang, I sang part of Defy, but that was like before I, even though I'd done search of purpose for literally five years, I still didn't know how to do vocals. So you couldn't hear my little at all. <laughs> but that was the, uh, the classic search of purpose problem was I didn't know how to, uh, enunciate my voice, but yeah. So, I mean, coming back, um, honestly, like. I still don't get to do as much with them as I'd like to do. Um, like I've missed out on a couple like crazy things like Japan and stuff, but I usually get to do like one pretty big slash long tour a year when I'm off for summer. Um, and I kind of have worked it out where I, uh, had I not left for that period of time, I would have been at a job that was like, at, like working at a school that made me like really just like miserable. So I kind of worked it out to where I'm at a much better school now where I get like a lot of leeway and like, I get a lot of breaks and uh, time off. So I try to do as much as I can, but basically I was just like, you know, do I really want to commit a hundred percent to just like giving up on music? Cause at the time I was like, it's like 24. So I was like, what, what's the point of doing this? And I guess it kind of took me like a year and going through COVID for me to be like, yeah, you know, like I don't know why I didn't think I could make it work. Well, I guess I do know, because like I said, I, I physically wouldn't have been able to do the, the touring that they wanted to do because yeah. they had booked like a bunch of like overseas stuff and, and all that um but yeah i mean i just i just figured i'd just try and come back and do what i could because i missed it a lot uh, like young too i feel like you know like you get your first career job and you're like well life is over but then you kind of yeah that's kind of what happened you can do a lot more than than yeah bins get fill-ins and and you know that's that's been a thing for a while and you know matt matt was such a a crucial part in uh forming magnitude uh, again like me connor and matt we we wrote the demo and the seven inch uh just the three of us and i think uh i think getting him back uh was something that got to the point that i, I really wanted to make that happen and when it did uh and we uh we were looking for two other members uh you know burke and seas they're guys we have we've been on the road with before uh you know done tours with envision uh and some of their other bands we've just been around them a lot 
uh, we knew that they liked a lot of the same music as us, all, all of our influences. They just, they just understood, they got it. Like it was a, a seamless fit um, and they were down to do stuff. They just, they were passionate about it at the end of the day. And that's probably the most important thing. And uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Burke and Seos, you guys want to add anything about joining? It's been a dream come true. <laughs> Do you no, like yeah, I think we're all just we're all Jesus <laughs> Christ, bro. Hey, no. You should say something about you know during COVID for you and just you know you wanting to tour and travel and all that. Yeah, during COVID. During, well, yeah. Like once the pandemic started like dying down and bands were being active again, my own bands weren't really doing anything at all so it was kind of it was cool to see all my friends bands touring and getting the praise that they deserve you know like a lot of bands came out during the pandemic but um it was still kind of like hard to watch because i was like dude like none of my bands are doing shit and i want to tour and i want to you know do this and that and uh it was like it was like not dark but it just really fucking sucked to, to kind of deal with personally um so he blames finn <laughs> no no it's just i mean some people no. are ready to tour and stuff no. uh but uh <laughs> fast forward to like fya i guess cameron and sean essentially played their last show with the band and at the time magnitudes needed fill-ins not uh they didn't want us to join yeah but uh after the three shows that we did they were like yeah i don't see why you wouldn't just be in the band so hell yeah it's yeah, awesome it an unofficial tryout <laughs> yeah which i i get it i definitely didn't play the, the songs right at the first show um i think the first show was uh ldb ldb, LDB yeah, yeah 20 and, uh, we Damn, that was the first show you played with them the, yeah. yes yeah. It was really, say, oh my god all right so take off the yeah. fucking auto-tune dude your voice is no baby there there is I think there was one time that I filled in for you guys like in South Florida like a long time ago, but I don't remember. I don't That's not true. Think. No. Maybe you're maybe you're wrong. Not, no, not true. I think you're right, actually. Maybe it's not true. There is um, there yeah, never mind. So that LDB Fest, that was the first time that Seahawks and Burke were playing with us. And they came in the day before. And Burke was supposed to be there at like 10 in the morning, didn't get there till five in the afternoon. <laughs> It's at North Carolina. It's kind of dope, so, bro. Uh, that's spirit. It's spirit. Uh, I blame spirit We had, I bought Cameron's bass head from him. We bought a bass cab. We rented a, a really expensive practice space for one day, turned on the bass head, and it broke. Blew so <laughs> we're like, this is insane. Literally, the show is tomorrow. We're in North Carolina. We have not practiced once with any of these members. And I was like, all right, fuck this. Someone go to Guitar Center. There's a head there. Rent it. Come back here. We'll practice. We'll do this. And we have to drive after practice overnight to Kentucky. Cursed so, drive, bro. Yes. Oh my it was God. cursed. It was so unbelievably cursed. It was the biggest snowstorm I've ever driven through. And it was uh, all legit. Night. The car was sliding around and like into like ever. <laughs> we should have gotten it. Sh it should have been like an eight-hour car ride. It was like a thirteen-hour car like oh car ride. God, and we were, I was going like thirty miles an hour. It was so much snow, and I really, <laughs> really actually couldn't see. There was I'm a good driver, and I'm always the driver. But like there was at one point where I was like, 
this this might be the night that we all die. I was like, this, it was scary. This might be it. It was there, fucking there many scary. Times on tour, bro. You it just was gotta let fucked. Jesus take the wheel. Four in the morning, I'm wide awake because I'm so scared. I'm literally sliding for like a hundred feet at a time, just going slow, just being like, all right, we're on, we're on track. We're okay. I know we're sliding to the side, but yeah, we're all right. We're on the road. We'd have to get out to like take the ice off of the windshield wipers. But what happens? Yeah, you're right. You put your life on the line. You get to the fucking fest in the nick of time. And you, you fucking play these songs that you show. barely practice, and you guys killed it. It was awesome. And we fucking had a great time. The spirit was in the air, and it was dope. It was Russell great. made handmade magnitude floating man figures for that fest as Action well. Figures, that's right. Was oh it, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was it snowing yeah. in in Kentucky? A little, I, not too bad. I guess because it was yeah, overnight, and just I guess our route. I, I think some of the, the other states. Yeah. There was snow on the ground, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and we went through like you know Tennessee and all that shit. So like. Matt flew because he's a fucking asshole. No, I flew. I flew because I looked at the weather forecast and saw that there was going to be a <laughs> snowstorm. So he I paid an ungodly amount of money to buy a plane ticket the night before because I was. And I you was didn't get so, one for us. You just wet, let you us die. Paid five hundred dollars for that. Time. You would just rather Matt, let us die. That's pretty close to right it. There. At well, the end I of the practice. Let you. You know what? Matt was there with his with his like five hundred dollars Chicago Jordan ones, his Arcturus. <laughs> he, got, he got good dead bird on him. It's like forty degrees. He's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not driving with you guys. <laughs> That's honestly okay. I That's literally wearing, true. I wasn't wearing Jordan ones, but I, I did. He was wearing the Arcturus. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you yeah. <were. laughs> so. That's really yeah. it about like the story of having them join because at at that point. You know, like Russ said, we had no members during that COVID period, and when we started you playing just more some bodies up, there, bro. no, I don't, I don't want it to make it sound like a complete desperation thing. Like no, they were no, the it was not desperation. It felt right. And it was the it only was a seamless fit. No, I, was I like, agree. we need friends in the band. It's like we're not taking people, anything stupidly serious. Or so like we need our friends to be playing in the band. People we had known long enough and close with Burke before. and Sayas, and we're like. Obviously, that would be the best, yeah. absolute best case scenario. It and they know they sense. know the style. They've played played in similar bands and shit. They, you know, yeah. They well, that's a perfect segue into what, uh, maybe not the longest thing we'll discuss, but the main thing I want to discuss is just the new record. Uh, Days yeah. Renewed comes out September fifteenth. Correct. Correct. On Triple B yes. Records. That is correct. I, I kind of just want to talk about, um, you know, like what you guys were going for with this record. The title lyrically was there anything like specific? Uh, I think the big thing too, um, I'll say with the two songs that are out already, I think you can definitely hear Burke's guitar style, and I mean that in like a good way. And I think it kind of uh, not that there was anything wrong before, but I honestly think with the the stuff you guys have coming out, it kind of brings you guys to the next level. I Let's think go. people are gonna beat the fuck out of each other live when they see it, you know. So I mean, I saw you guys play the the one new song, and this is hardcore, and it was fucking awesome. So, yeah, Thank take you, it bro. away, Wh- whoever wants to start. But uh, just well, I guess everything be- about the new record. I guess before we go into like lyrically, I don't know. I kind of just like I was really wanting it to be energetic right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So like, whenever it does come out, the first song is just like there's it's no there's no right intros, in. there's no interludes, there's no anything. It's just straight into the song. It's like. Whoa. Eye-opening, like right away. All killer, no. Fun. Yeah, we we yeah, really exactly. wanted to establish like the whole "we're back" thing, you know, like right. Yeah, off the, and um, it's just uh throughout the whole record, I guess. It's a little bit more aggressive, I guess, For and sure. it's like I like well-written songs as well. 
and uh I think a little bit not heavier, but a little bit meaner. Harder is what it is. Harder, but there's still magnitude songs, definitely. Like definitely magnitude riffs, magnitude style songs, and especially with like the way me and Matt write, it just sounds like a magnitude song. I think the tone definitely makes it harder. And in the realm of like the song counterattack off the last record, more in the realm of that. I'll put it this way. Uh I reviewed the first single in a zine, and the way I put it, it was magnitude, but you guys let the nuts hang a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you let the old so, nuts swing for a I'll moment. I'll say this about that song. I was so opposed to that song because, like, originally, when, it's when, awesome. Bur- when Burke and Russell had written it, it was stupidly heavy. I was like, I don't even know what band this is. That sounds insane. So, like, we kind of fiddled with like other ideas that Burke had for an entire like an entire song. And I was like, all right, so just put the heavy part at the end because evil making, Burke, bro. it was evil dude. And I was like, all right, so what if I did something stupid and I did the drum fill into the breakdown? joking around mind you, but we yeah. And Russell and Burke were like, yes, fucking do that. And I was like, Oh fuck. So I should add just like the writing process for this record. There are some ideas that I had that I'd been sitting on for like since to whatever faithful end came out just voice memo riffs and shit like that i gotta say you're talking about good that's another good thing to add i mean uh, how much guitar do you write for magnitude russell because i know you guys all play like well i don't know if connor plays guitar uh, but you guys play almost I do every not. instrument no i think like obviously. russell and seahouse wrote a song russell wrote a song burke wrote two songs me and matt wrote two songs i think like everyone wrote stuff it's just i don't play guitar so yeah. i i think uh like on Twitter, Faithful End, there were a couple, couple like scattered riffs that I wrote. I think, think when it comes to guitar, I, I can come up with a, a, a solid riff, but I need somebody to help turn it into a song or just figure Structure out everything. You know? Yeah, like I would say, as far as uh, just like the uh, the vision slash creative side of things, uh, I I can contribute a lot in that realm and coming up with a random riff. But uh, but yeah, on, on this. This last record, as Connor said, uh, I think everybody contributed a lot to it. Um, I had some ideas I had been sitting on for a while, and we got together. I think just in like two writing sessions in person, we we got them in up to North Carolina, uh, Sehas and Burke, and uh, Connor lives out on the coast in Wilmington. But we, we all met at a neutral city and uh, spent I think two days writing. Um, you know, everybody came up with some ideas, and uh, and then I think later on, uh, later on, me and Burke had got together. Uh, we both work, I guess, a bit later into the night, and uh, we just got on Zoom. And some of those ideas that I had, I would I would bring to him, and he would help help you know turn it into a, a structure. And and uh, a couple of those songs that that we wrote are. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was Russell and Burke that wrote all of of uh of Days Renewed. Like the, the, yeah, the song the, yeah. with the single. Yeah, yeah. Did uh and, did Burke write Rectify? Is that a Burke exclusive? Uh it Burke, is. Yeah. I think the chuggy part was something that Russell introduced and was like, I want this. Because I won't lie, when I first heard that song, I said Burke is in this band now. Yeah, I mean yeah, that yeah. I mean that in a very that's, good way. The whole like the beginning, the the verse everything like that was a, a one of the first songs that burke ever wrote and sent us and we were like 
that's uh very strainy very heavy though yeah i, I don't i don't want to make it sound like you know this song belongs to this person or that person because because we did get together and then a second time where we all really like you know you change little things up transitions this and that and everybody really helped you know in terms of feedback and and these these small alterations that go a long way um so i think we especially got a lot done uh in the two sessions we had in person and that's when we started started recording uh the guitars and drums mm -hmm. with connor yeah it's burke trying to talk right now you're muted burke, we brother. can't hear you we can't hear you you might have muted yourself matt you're muted too can you hear me yeah we yeah. can hear you now all right fuck. we heard nothing up. you've said all right. Yeah, I, I think like like some people might like bring skeletons, like you know what I mean. But I think yeah. that uh, everybody like on every song, like it was all like like let's change this little part, let's change the little, little part. But everyone brings like an idea, you know. So I guess it doesn't really belong to anybody in particular, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's something I really like about this record. It, it did. It really does feel like uh, you know everybody gave a piece of themselves themselves to it. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really pumped on how it turned out. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Uh, another thing is it's a eight song LP, as Connor that's, mentioned. There's that's perfect. No, yeah, I, I yeah. think people don't have an attention to a you know long attention spans. You don't. Yeah. I, I hate I hate long more. LPs. I do too. I can't think uh, the first band that really made me see that fucking eight songs was perfect was Seed of Pain, No Dick Ride. Born a contact, I mean, repentance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it's the perfect thing. I don't need twelve songs anymore. If you're not doing I interludes, simply then do it's not twelve perfect. songs. And I don't too fucking long. I don't like interludes. I'm sick of them. No more one fucking of the, interludes. I'm one of the of only bands I can listen to that has like fourteen. What is it? Is the satisfaction have like sixteen songs on it or something like that? Oh, that's a different story now. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> but I mean, like was, that's like was a one time. million. You know, it was what a mean? different time. Yeah. yeah, but it's also perfect front to back, and, and it is not true. That even uh, another big thing for me is, is is in a band that I would play in, I don't really want to just write a song we would never play live. I know that might be sound stupid to some people because you can't play everything, but like, yeah, if it's just gonna be on the album, you're never gonna play it. I just don't think you need to do that. But uh, yeah, point of contact, champions of chaos. Uh, you said repentance. I think eight Biggest songs is perfect because it's just a little bit longer than what a seven inch would be, and a seven inch is perfect perfection yeah. for hardcore. My there is there was a discussion between whether we were gonna do like a five or six song EP. And and I really wanted to push to to do the LP just because. Nah, I I think you guys are at that like a second LP. Yeah. It's been a, it's been long enough. Long like time. Kind of like like uh, I I just felt like we had we had it in us. I, I especially like, you know, before we were talking about uh, stages of uncertainty and whatnot. And I just uh, as far as this record goes, I, I beyond like you mentioned we could just play the last record for however long and like it'll still get over but i i wanted to do this record as a uh a i don't know like cathartic i know it sounds kind of corny but like a cathartic uh you know form of artistic expression like a lot of shit had happened a lot yeah of i wanted to play new fucking songs by. yeah we like, just i wanted to be i wanted to show people like new stuff we can have we can write we can fuck they can mosh to they can sing along to i was like i yeah. was really eager to play new stuff yeah. yeah and i think you guys have uh the two songs out so far a lot of bands when they put out their second lp they go way off to fucking mars or off whatever base. 
you guys didn't. Like it's a, like a, in my opinion, a very natural progression of the band. So that's what I was hoping, and I was yes. trying to. I was like, I don't think people see us going any lighter than the last record, or even more metallic than the last record. I think in my head, I was just like Russell. Matt, I, I want to go strain full on with the chords. Yeah, I want to do a, a really catchy breakdowns, really catchy this or that. And then, uh, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, the two singles we put out too, like uh, uh, when looking back on it, I, you know, you have the one that's that's a bit harder and then the other one that, that is uh, just has like a slight twinge of of a melodic element in it during the verses more, more pylon the second yeah time. exactly more, and that's more like, like a kind full of like, magnitude song I guess. Yes. it kind of like establishes the the spectrum of what this record is and and i think you know we put out the heaviest one and then the classic magnitude sound one and then you'll get to see how the rest uh fits in that spectrum i guess and uh yeah i'm, I'm really pumped on on the balance of the record and the, the songs as well and uh I'm stoked for people to hear it. Uh, and to go into the next thing, I just want to talk about the album title. I feel like yeah. people have their own interpretation of things, obviously, but I want to hear from you kind of what you were thinking when you named it that and the lyrics to that song specifically. Yeah. Well, Magheads will know what it's about because they know Russell and they know Mag, but Russell will elaborate, obviously. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah, there's it's something I enjoy sometimes when writing is when songs can take a take on kind of multiple meanings or you can look at things from a different angle and i, I would even uh harken back to defy as a song like a lot of people think that's a straight edge song um but i remember matt when he wrote it he told me it was more so a an anti-violence song um it was very of the times in a political sense and it was more in that realm and you know but at, at the end of the day it is kind of like open to interpretation you could apply it in a lot of different ways but um with of days renewed um yeah i think uh i think uh i really was thinking a lot about like uh trying to write a song that is uh a, a hopeful song but it's like more of a uh got realist, some honesty in it yeah exactly like a realistic perspective on on hope through you know tough things that you've experienced because uh I, I think i i thought back to you know just years ago and uh personal experiences and my outlook on things and and kind of just how through more and more tough things that you experience in life, just how, how can you rediscover how to uh, appreciate your life and, uh, and find hope still. And, and I, th I think that's just the way I think about things kind of is if I didn't find hope in things and uh, uh, like, what's the point, you know, what's sure. the point in life. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, uh, I, I think uh, I, I wanted it to just be something that, that uplifts people because you know uh, everybody goes through inevitably difficult times in their lives and yeah uh we're just coming back as a band as well like it's it's of days renewed like uh kind of just wanted to to set the uh the potential for the band as well tie that in so yeah there's there's a number of different things that i think about w w with that song i guess 
Yeah, and like you said, uh, to me, when just reading the lyrics and when I first heard it, it's kind of like almost bringing like nostalgia feelings of like when things were better, you know, like better times, but at the same time, you said yeah. you wanted to be hopeful. You know, I mean, that could be applied to a million different things, but um, epic song. Thank epic you. Epic album title. I think it fits the magnitude vibe like perfectly. It doesn't sound like some rehearsed BS, you know, like some people will just name their record like the dumbest, corniest shit of all time, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It doesn't come off that way. So I just wanted to hear your pers- your perspective on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll just add one more thing on that. Like I remember around with when the band started, you know, just uh, a lot of people, you know, in friends bands and, and just in the scene that I would talk to, like people were really, really inspired and just like believed in, in the difference that they could make uh you know in their personal lives on whatever scale but also through hardcore and through through this music scene and uh it it was tough to see friends go through difficult periods where where that that uh belief and things kind of kind of waned a bit and but also to experience it yourself and just you know your own personal tribulations and i just felt like it it was like a very necessary and appropriate thing to uh to talk about i guess but but yeah yeah uh matt do you want to add anything bro i feel like i'm begging you to fucking talk here tonight man no i'm i'm kind (laughs) of i'm rambling a bit as well so yeah um i like in in so far as like what do you mean like the writing process or just in general or what i don't know what do you hate the new record no i don't hate it it's good i heard you hated the last lp okay I didn't hate the last LP. <laughs> so here's my here's my thing. Okay. I am like the worst self critic on earth. Um I, every record can, I've ever done. I, I always am like, that, bro. I'm always like, yo, this sucks. Are you saying that about me or about yourself? No, about you just being oh. thinking you suck ass for some reason. Yeah, no. So the thing is, is like I have a thing, and this is this is I didn't think that the last record sucked, but my concern was that it was slightly different from the seven inch in a way that like didn't, I don't know. I was afraid that it was going to be like received poorly. And that was like a really stupid thing for me to think. Um, Yeah. And I mean, like, I think my my other thing too is like, because I'm such like a weird perfectionist, if I feel like uh, that it's, there's like things on it that are like out of my control, then I'm like, Oh, this is going to like, people are going to think this sucks. They're going to think this is so lame, blah, blah, blah. So it's just really just like an insecurity thing, honestly. Um, I think it's good. I mean, it, it Berg's a great guitar player. I mean, like the writing is good. It's definitely going to be like, um, I think people will like it. So no, I don't think it sucks. I didn't think the last <laughs> one sucked. I was just like, I was just like insecure about like um, the, the like little bit of the shift. But yeah, that's, that's just like a me thing. Yeah. Well now you're like top 10 biggest bands in hardcore for like the last five years, probably. So, oh, well. so then I guess I really was uh, eating my words Roar. after, uh, after that, uh, my, <laughs> uh, my fears of the last one. Fair no, enough. Fair there's enough. A, on the record, there's a, a couple songs that that Matt and Connor really hashed out together, and uh, I think those two songs especially, like they they work really well to balance out, um, you know, just some of the old school classic, or you know, early iteration of Magnitude stuff, and I really like that kind of just like tying in all of our our uh, different eras and and whatnot, and just you know, staying true to 
to our sound and identity and not going too far off. And it, re- it really helped to balance things out. So, Oh yeah. Uh, before we get into the questions, people sent in, can I have everyone uh, just say their favorite song off the record? Ooh. New record? Uh, new record. Even if it's not out, obviously, just whatever your favorite favorite song out. It's out in a couple Dude, weeks anyway. I haven't listened to that shit in so long, I don't even remember. Yeah, I got to look at the song titles again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't know the song names, but we're kind of just yeah. like, yeah, song three. I like yeah, that. Of course, that's how every band on earth should be. Um, I, yeah, I, I think... You think? Track one, which is Deliverance. I think that's my, my favorite. I'll have to change it. You can be the same one, bro. No. It might be Deliverance. Deliverance is like a good mix of everything. It's so good. Yeah. Um, that or... Oh, Matt has a song that has like a part that sounds like Madball. That's really sick, too. Oh, let's go. That's yeah. the one I was going to say is my favorite. Is that the same one that we're talking about with the crazy mosh part at the end? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> oh shit! My bad. My bad. I specifically no. that one's my I'll, favorite. I'll be honest. I I like heard a withstand song and I was like, "Oh brother, I'm ripping that." And I told Matt, I was like, "This is what you're gonna. This is what you're gonna play." Russell's saying no, like anyone's gonna <laughs> fucking have a single idea, bro. Don't give it away. Dude, that's that's <laughs> YouTube HC, bro. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> St- statement. Oh, are they still on Spotify? Let's learn like, the kids. No, it's not. Thing or two. Hey, real quick, I tried to. To put out that seven inch again, just because oh, I love it. Uh, I was told I I was sent back. I think from the guitar player, he said I don't talk to them anymore. Uh, the other dude <laughs> is like really into church now. Uh, one dude is a cop, and oh, I think they said the other dude epic. was like in jail or something. So I was like, okay, this is, I was like, this isn't happening. But with Stan, literally like incredible. If you like Mag, incredible band. If you like Eco Strike. If you like Envision. Uh, you should go on YouTube and listen to Light of a New Day by Withstand. I've said this a, a bunch of times, but uh, That's it's Troy. incredible. Oh. Yo, it, anyone out there, incredible. anybody who's younger, check out Undertow. Check out Strain. Uh, Strain especially, bro. It's one of my favorite bands ever. One King Down. Um, these are all dope bands. They inspire us a lot. Um, check out Conviction, Mainlifting Banner. Conviction, uh, bro. Half Mast. Uh, donuts, break out yeah, please check out donuts. Check out eyeball from Germany. Eyeball's good. Just listen to you today. All the bands that I that I mentioned are awesome. There are all the bands I mentioned are awesome. No, I don't know about donuts, bro. Donuts is fire. We had this conversation. I forget who it was. It sounds like Age of Apocalypse. If you listen to that one record, the one seven inch, it's a that's Age of the Circle. It does it unintentionally. It does like the Age of Apocalypse sounds like that. I remember when uh, Magnitude covered Strain at Orpheum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. I was singing along, and I thought Lumpy was going to lay me out fucking cold. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, was going, so he was going hammer time. That was the first was. time Lumpy didn't even know who we were. I believe I, that. I think he actually used to not like us. He was like, you'll fuck that, man. And then uh, I, I could be wrong. So You don't know that. He seemed I to use- he seemed feel- to used to be a, a villainous fella compared I think, to how I think you, so. you're probably then, just projecting no. that he's a, a scary a scary bad man in the pit. Well, yeah, but then so he like, literally saw us at the Orpheum cover strain, and he said that was one of his favorite bands. And he goes, that was one of my favorite sets of the weekend. Like, that was awesome. And I was like, I love that. That's fucking awesome. And Str- now, strain is dope boys. as fuck, bro. He's one not scary. Favorites. I can take him. Yeah, I, I truly, I truly <laughs> I have to believe that, bro. You I'm got that him right, fucking. You got now. that Miami in you, bro. You probably get hit in the head with a shovel and still keep coming somehow. So, 
Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about the new album before we get into the Q&A stuff? I wrote everything. All right. Uh, say he did everything. write a dope-ass part. He literally... Him and Russell wrote an entire song at the practice spot, and it was just him, them two, and then I just put drums... Like I guess we like wrote it all together, but it was literally like two hours, and we're like, this song fucking rocks. I, I didn't what get to my favorite song. Uh, Burn to Ashes, track number two. Burn to Ashes. Okay. Well, that's the one, isn't it? Um, I would say I, it's tough. I don't know which is my favorite, but uh, I like them all. Um, I would the, say the little ditty, the little ditty is really good. I like the little ditty, the little ditty is underrated. The little ditty, like it is underrated. That summoned the the most dark depths of his soul for that riff. So I oh, hope I you all appreciate it. It's I like Russell uh, very unbroken. Anything about the new magnitude record under hostage, like it's a nuclear missile plan. I really respect that just level of, of dedication to no one even finding out that a part was ripped from withstand. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that like that was like dope. an inappropriate one to be like, I could just say it. Like, no, no there's yeah, problems. There's, still, there's there 200 are, people on earth who like withstand. No, nah, yeah, yeah. Like, there are and, many uh, rips on that record. Many. Any I don't good, even any good record there has. No, there are definitely like influences and you can tell. But I'm saying like I literally took the slowdown part, the tempo, the riff, the beat, like except Which for like it? some changes in the riff. What and song I is said, it? Uh, the dun, 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 dun. No, no, no. It's uh, bum, it's like. Bum, bum. Off light of a new day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, dude. It's I thought I sick. thought you were gonna uh, you know, our, the, our version is much better. It's way cooler. You know the the song of light of a new day where it's like the tom like rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that part. Fucking Alfredo showed that to me. He was losing his fucking mind. He showed me that in his kitchen. I was like, all right, this is a great band. They're incredible. I gotta say, just as a it's you know going off the heel of talking about writing and shit i do think one cool thing about about uh you know what we've been able to accomplish with writing is i hear a lot of a lot of comments where people compare us to certain bands and they're kind of on a different end of a spectrum so we really do pull inspiration from a lot of different bands that some of them are are a bit different and we we try and uh i don't know create our own thing in that uh they all kind of fit together, though. It's not yeah. like, you know, exactly. it's not like Youth of For Today sure. meets, like, like I don't know, like not a beatdown It's, it's not confused. Yeah. 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 We know it's, we know the realm of yeah. what we're going for, but there's there's bands with a lot of uh, subtle differences between them that we uh, pull inspiration from. Okay, I get it, brother. You guys aren't pro-core, but you are professionals, if that makes sense. So. <laughs> Whatever. We're not pro-core, but we're professionals of the core. You knew the You know the assignment <laughs> and do it well. Uh, all right if you say can we get you guys want to get into questions yeah can we hear the funny questions afterwards though like after the call yeah sure or like after you you know you pause it yeah i just don't want to embarrass anyone bro some of the questions i'm not asking i'll be real with the with the <laughs> folks out there them, so thank you i'll for tell them to you just not on air because let, some of let. them are beyond comprehension Right. Rapid for the for the bad ones, just do rapid fire, like five seconds to answer. Let's get through all of them, man. Let's do it, man. Right. Let's do it. Oh, uh, we you. got I got sent a lot of questions, uh, like probably 50 plus. We don't have time to answer them all. 
Oh, I, let's answer all of them, dude. No, yeah, bro, we don't have, we don't That's have time. That's so cool. I didn't think anyone would ask a single question. No. Thank you, everyone. Who I thought there'd be like so, like one or two weird questions, but I thought nobody would really give a fuck. No, no, we we got some good ones. I'm gonna like I told you guys, I have like 20. Kind of, we'll we'll go through and then see what what's up. But uh, right, you guys just want me to start? Yeah, yeah do it. Yeah. All right. First one. Uh, when it comes to lyrics, is it only ever Russell who writes, or does everyone contribute? Um, so it's definitely not everyone. No. Yeah. So so uh. Matt wrote the lyrics for Defy, and on the demo, he helped me a lot with uh, writing the rest of those songs. And then he wrote the lyrics for the song Endure on the seven inch. Uh, and then from there on, I, I think I've I've wrote everything. I think it's just out. yeah, Russell. And if not Russell, it's Matt. I, I, my writing process is kind of weird. I I, uh, I have a lot of scattered thoughts, and it takes me quite quite some time to get it all together. But uh, but yeah, uh, I. Uh, I'll have an idea that I'll sit on for a very long time and takes a while to develop, but uh, I've been fortunate enough to get it all done in time uh, before recording. I should say also that Paul and Cameron, they helped a little bit with uh, just some of the ideas and thoughts and words that I had for a couple of the songs on the LP as well. Literally when we were driving down to Florida to record, shout out John Howard, Warehouse Recordings. True. But yeah, yeah. if the person that writes them basically... Russell, and then if if it weren't Russell, it'd be Matt. But Fair I don't enough. think any of us are gonna attempt that. I'm not good. At I've that helped crap. with, uh, yeah, with fuck that. song titles too, but recently, yeah. yeah, it's mostly just been Russell. Yeah, Matt Matt helped uh, with the song titles, and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien helped a lot with. Some... <laughs> <laughs> well, got to give him some credits. There, there's some Lord of the Ring questions in here. We'll get to. All right, cool. Oh, great. Uh, all right. Uh, Magnitude, along with Envision and Eco Strike, did a small West Coast tour in 2019. Are there any fun stories from that tour that didn't make it into the YouTube video? Uh, the band has done a lot of cool shit these last two years. Is there anything left in the bucket list for Magnitude? I don't know about any like cool like extra stories that weren't I in do. the video. But there, I, there are some. There are there definitely are some. some. All right, We're so talking about the. Are they, are they okay it. for air? The poop. The poop. <laughs> what happened to the poop? That was your the poop, video, though. Bro. Your poop. No, oh, I shut my pants in the, yeah, air, in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My, my ass has his face. What? What happened? Uh, I don't know. I I, sh- I farted, but I sharted. And uh, what do you call it? And I was I was wiping my ass. We were driving to Arizona, and uh, it was in a little the wet car? back there. Yeah. I, listen, you got to do it. There's no when you're driving through that part of Arizona. There's no rest stop. It was just straight desert. Why didn't you just no. shit in the desert? Well, I already, I already, I sharded. I didn't need to shit. Why didn't you I wipe your ass outside yeah, of the swamp ass? And what, the sand out there or something like that? We were driving. What you use? Anyways, I think, I think he's a tissue or something like that. I don't know. But, but why didn't you do that outside of the car? But it got, it was right in Sehas's face, and you know, it's a funny video. Yeah, you'll see Sehas like choking like, in the video. It's, yeah. it's kind of funny. I took there, five I extends one night. I, That's right. <laughs> yeah. I took some too. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I just had, I took five extends in a Soylent that was at a gas station and I shot a panic attack. All right, dude, look, <laughs> awesome. I have a, I have a funny boner bill story real quick. Uh, when I worked, uh, my job in, in Mobile, Alabama, when I was like 22 on my last day, uh, my friend was like, I'll do anything you want. I said, will you take a black rhino pill from next door at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning of our shift? And he was like, yeah, fuck it. I guess so. 
So he said he was so hard for so long he had to go in the bathroom and jack off. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> this is all at a fried chicken restaurant too, mind. That is so that's good. disturbing, bro. That I mean, it didn't have that effect on me at all, dude. It just made me insanely anxious. That was it. I <laughs> mean, five is like, bro, you might have had to go get your stomach pumped. Yeah, that, was, five, that sounds bro. bad. He's, I never uh, did it. I never did it again after that. I just want to see what happened. He's um, embellishing. It was two. How did you guys forget about my prank? What was, what was your prank? prank? I bought. Hey, I said, where Seattle. my hug at? Where my hug at? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna keep this story to myself. No, <laughs> I want to hear it now. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, what was your? I don't remember, dude. Uh, I when we were in Seattle, we we went to like a magic shop, and I bought a pen. Dude, this is good. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> wait, what are you? What, what are you talking about? What happened? All right, sorry. We'll let we'll let them carry on. Go let, ahead. Let them tell it. Uh, I bought a pen that squirted. "Quote unquote, um, invisible ink." So it's like <laughs> I would squirt it on everyone, everyone's shirt that I come across, and it would be blue, but obviously it disappeared into water. So before everyone else found out about it, I went up to Sean. I'm like, "Yo, Sean, the when he was in Magnitude, he was playing guitar. I was like, I'm gonna squirt this on your shirt in front of everyone, and I need you to fucking swing at me because it's like an OG shirt, and you're pissed off, and I give you full permission to just get crazy." He goes, man, I don't know. And we're in front of the full house <laughs> house in San Francisco when this happened. And I'm like, all right, Sean, now's the time. And he I had sw- a crucial shirt on too. It was, uh, I think it was orange nine millimeter. And uh, I was like, haha, I got your ass like in front of everyone. He's like, you fucking piece of shit. This is an $80 shirt. And we start like going at each other. And I start calling him a cracker and people are holding us back. And he's like, I never fucking liked you piece of shit. And they had to like, Keep they us really committed to them. They kept us apart in the van, and I'm just like in the back of the van. He's in the front, and I'm like, shut your fucking mouth. Mouth, not mouse. And, mouse. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Shut your mouth. How, how long did this go mouse. on? Are we talking Dude, multiple days? So this is, the, this is the worst part. No, like it, it went on for like maybe five minutes, and then you see Burke wake up from a nap in the van. He goes, what are you guys fucking yelling about? It's fake ink. They're, they planned this. And I'm like, <laughs> we we were so determined to commit to it for like at least like 20 minutes that's fucking literally awesome good time i just remember that tour being really awesome so much fun it was every day was fun every every day was beautiful for some reason and we had it was the first time any of us like i think any of us had been to the west coast like toward the west coast it was our first time out there it was fucking awesome everything about it was so much fun me and me and Alfredo. Did we go to Joshua Tree about? or where, what park we went to? I don't know. Uh, it was just a. Uh, it was a random park, kind of by. Oh, oh, I can't remember. I want to say. Yosemite. Oh, come to think when of I, it, we haven't even been back to like Washington or Oregon since that tour. So yeah, shows were sick there. There was a incident. Great time. Oh yeah. Then? All right. Uh, oh, what was the oh, second half of the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, fuck. What was oh, it? Oh, bucket list or something? Yeah. Uh, is there anything left on the bucket list for magnitude? Uh, Australia. As far as like Australia. Yeah. yeah places definitely. you want to play. Oh, want, places countries. we want to play. Yeah, we definitely want to play yeah, Australia. I definitely. I want to do South America and South yeah. Korea. Yeah. yeah Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. We want to do the Bogota Fest. That yeah. Carlos puts on definitely couldn't do it this year, and I really want to do it next year. So I want to do that bucket list for sure. Damn, dude, yeah, I want to fucking just go. I want to play I, all over the place. I think my way of thinking about it is just like wherever 
people want to see this and there's a scene and uh, I, I would like to try and make it happen. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I will say it. I do want Magnitude to play Indonesia. I will say it right now. Oh, for oh sure. yeah. I, I, would love to, I so really bad. want to play Jakarta. Yep. And I have, to, I have to apologize again to everybody in Jakarta for us canceling the show. But like literally, literally, I would have been arrested and imprisoned for five years. So you I would can't. Have, you would have you know, been maybe next time, there, yeah. brother. Shut the fuck up. Jail, <laughs> yeah, we'll get the visas <laughs> and we'll make it out there. Oh, we will, uh, yeah. The next time we'll get the paperwork, we'll get it figured out, we'll get everything for sure, and then uh, we will come play Jakarta, Indonesia with the new record. Yeah, that's that's giant on there, uh, because you know, that that's a city I think it looking at the Spotify analytics sometimes it's like the number one for for oh, a period. Bro. Asia yeah, Jakarta scene's fucking all huge, that, absolutely all that huge. Shit, then people love uh, magnitude, so yeah. It, it was awesome going out. out there. All right. Uh, to keep it moving. This one's for Connor specifically. <laughs> who okay. who taught Connor how to tune a snare drum? I did. Me. Oh, okay. This, some, this... Un, some annoying little fucker named Heath is going to be like, I told him to do that. But no, <laughs> he fucking did it. He doesn't know how to tune a snare drum. He just fucking tightens it. And mm-hmm. I specifically knew, I was like, this band specifically needs a super tight snare. And that's what I did. But I will say the snare is a 13 by 7 pearl, I don't know, some sort of wood. Isn't it? Isn't it a pork pie? Do you play my, the... my snare now is a pork pie, but it's is a brass. It the, uh, yeah, the brass patina one, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's the one no, I have no, now. Those the one I awesome. used in the legendary This Is Hardcore 2019 uh, video. Oh, the really uh, deep one. Pearl, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. pearl 13 by 7. They just crank the compression. But yeah, usually you just tighten it a lot. But I, if you I... want more tone, you you loosen it but i just kind of tighten the shit out of it yeah well, here's the here's the second part of the question what would they do if i heath didn't exist to keep them afloat as a band <laughs> <laughs> awesome keep honestly i'm gonna beat the, the tours the tours would be not as fun now. the tours are, would be not as fun without heath i love i heath. can't i literally I can't believe that i said some little fucker named heath is gonna say he told me and it was him asking the that's question. so funny of course bro God, what a bastard! Um, shout out to him and all the help he's he's done for us. Shout shout sh- out to Heath, honestly, bro. Yeah. He, he's familiar. He's I should have known. North Carolina legend. That is a Wilmington, North Carolina legend, right there. Thank you, Heath, for everything. All right, next up, uh, the production on the two new tracks is a big step up. What did you do differently? Sounds incredibly clean in a good way. Did you use samples on drums or use guitar DSP? How do you feel about using modern techniques like this? This is, I guess, mainly uh, well for Connor and Burr, but uh, yeah, love modern techniques. Modern techniques rule. I quantize the drums. I tracked them literally right where I'm sitting in this garage, right where my drums are right now. Um, for it to I, have like a modern sound, I feel like you can't really get that without using samples to a degree. You know what I mean? To a degree. Yeah. To um, a degree. Yeah. yeah like, like it modern, doesn't have to be modern like sounds and consistency. It's like yeah yeah he's right you, like samples really just to beef up the drums and i'll take samples of my own kit yeah and then samples of the rooms that yeah. way there's no drum bleed in shit and i'll just pile all my own snare and like fucking have like five snare tracks of my own snare in the snare rooms and shit like that that's why it'll be like you can compress the shit out of the room tracks and not get all that cymbal bleed in there. So yeah, that's like modern technique for sure. Yeah. We tracked the guitars with amp sims 
And later Burke went to his studio and reamped them. So we did use real amps for that. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he used what did you use for bass? For bass, I used a it was a the bass was a Fender Jazz bass, like American Jazz bass, and then it was I just do a DI, like a clean DI, and then I use I have a Sansiamp like a RBI, which is like the the regular like the rack, it's a rack mount version of like the pedal. Yeah. Um and then I record like I split them and I record both of them. And then I think for the the DI, what I did was I put uh, parallax. I'm almost. I was gonna say, did you use parallax because it sounds awesome. Yeah, I think, but parallax I think I sent because John mixed it. And I sent, I sent, I think I sent him three. I think I sent him just raw DI, Sansamp, and then parallax, and he just did whatever he does. Exactly, what I mean? exactly yeah. what I did. And I'll yeah. even like in the Tom tracks, I'll cut out manually, cut out all the symbol bleed between Tom hits, and um, yeah. So like what I what I did is I quantized everything, which is like build a tempo map, put everything on the grid recorder and then record guitars um layer samples if i needed them room, room tracks and shit cut the toms and then send it to burke burke tracked all the vocals all the bass and then we sent that whole thing all the stems to john howard and he mixed and mastered it he did so our last record he, he did, did our last record but yeah the reason i guess it would be so clean and so polished is because we got to do it in my garage we got to write and record you know parts I did edit the drums, obviously, is what quantize means. So, like, it's on the grid. It's going to sound good. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on the last record, we kind of had them tone it back a little bit. We just wanted a little bit more of the, the like, 90s uh, sound in the, the quality. And with this one, we, we kind of give them the direction to, you know, just make it sound a bit more nice, polished. Yeah. And the last, like, like last, last record, we went to John's place to track it and have him mix it. So, like, it was more of like an experience thing. Like, let's let's go do it. No quantizing, no editing. Really, we just kind of like recorded, and he just mixed what we recorded. This one, I was like, I know what kind of like I want it to sound like, but I don't want to mix it because then I'll have like a skewed, biased perspective. And same same with Burke. Burke knows the same thing. So, you know, I don't really want to mix my own fucking shit. It's kind of stressful. I would, but we also like wouldn't have time. You like yeah, during that time period, honestly, we didn't it have probably time at all. it probably wouldn't be done like until like like around this time. Honestly, it, yeah, we, we really wanted to you know get it out as soon as possible once we had it written, and uh, we kind of like you know tried to do what we can to expedite that process. Yeah, and I was like, I told them I was like, I literally have four days to track this. Yeah, like I'm home for four days, and then I went on a month long tour with One Step Closer. Immediately after that, Magnitude went to Japan and Southeast Asia. Immediately after that, we came back to the States and did another month-long tour with Drain. Yeah, we just wouldn't have time. And John, John like, like John knows what he's doing. He's, he's yeah, doing and the whole time we John was like mixing it. So it was great that we recorded it and then we all left. So yeah. like Yeah, uh, it worked yeah, out it perfect. I, I love I love the quality of it. Yeah, same one, here. Uh, love it. One personal question I'll add to that for Burke and Connor. How do you guys feel when people are like, I want this to sound like kind of raw and shitty? And you know what I'm talking about. How do you uh, feel when there's someone a, there's, All right, that? listen, there's a degree of raw yeah. and shitty. I think right? people just don't understand, like, it's hard to replicate what someone recorded in the early 90s. Dude. You won't be able to do it. I'll no, be there's honest. a certain magic. You yeah. literally aren't able to do it. Yeah. Technology is almost like 
it's too good. It's too clean. It's too good. To just like, yeah, they were recording the tape back like then, anymore. like yeah. on an eight track. You know, yeah. we have everything digital now. Plus, like, bro, like, there's a certain magic about it. Chokehold is was shitty on record in a really cool way. Your band is just shitty on record in a bad way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like it's people, like, yeah, you can't do that. It's it's people it saying really they want to sound like under the knife. Like, oh, I need to sound like this. Like, bro, that's not probably not gonna happen. Like, you can do it, but you, I feel like you can. Like, you can yeah. do it, but honestly, you have to be really good at your instruments too. Like, you, the yeah. songs have to be really good, and you have to play like you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And if you then, were a raw the, mix possible totally yes. but you can't be you can't you can't be like if you're bad at your because even under the knife they're still good at their instruments you know what i mean yeah. like it's still it's still hate yeah, writing it's still exactly yeah. yeah it's still just like i don't know even um i don't know i, I mean it, any it's band few and far 90s. between you can and like that's what i mean by there's like a degree of like these recording stages like it can still sound raw or like it could have a lot of processing and still sound like that sounds fucking 90s as shit just because there's a lot of room mics a lot of reverb or maybe some like something natural about the room maybe you're live yeah. tracking maybe it's just like one mic in the room or something like that but again the musician's got to be really good in order for it to like sound Definitely. like you gotta, they gotta have a lot of confidence in the playing but That's like, like if it sounds more than good, half the battle you want demo core like like matt knows like you want demo core just I don't know, put one microphone in the room, it's still going to sound too good. So you got to run it through a tape deck and then record the tape deck and then it'll like, sound like super shitty. A strike demo. Bro, you know, yeah. I, I thought uh, something really interesting. That band Lead Spirit I put out, they literally recorded on an eight track in like a farmhouse. And it's, See? you it can sound, tell. It sounds you can like tell. that. Yeah. That, that, that demo way, is, my is really awesome, by the way. Yeah. That demo is incredible. Um, I think it's like one of those things where I had a band like a couple of months ago that we all know. Awesome band, love the band. Finished recording, sent them like a mixer and master. Like this is awesome, but can you make it sound like shitty? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I feel like that's like, why'd you come to me if you wanted that? Yeah, yeah. I could do it, but like that's let's like kind of the, the let's, degree like, of it's good to know that beforehand. That way we can go into it being like rather than you know I don't know. Yeah, Plus, I want to know what the vibe is before that, or else it's like, why did you come to the studio where I mic'd up 16 mics on the drum kit. Exactly. That, that's why yeah. I want to bring that up. Cause I just think, I mean, I'm not a recording person, but I think it's so that's such like a, uh, a hardcore kid thing. We all know. Oh, definitely. It's like, 100%. you definitely. make this sound like it's, it was recorded in a garbage can. It's like, okay. Like, here's the thing. Like, there's a time and place for that, bro. There's yeah. a time and place for that. Like, well, like the nineties, that's all that they had. Nowadays, yes. it's like, I kind of don't want to hear that. It's cool to hear that every once in a while if it's done well, but it's rarely done well. But it's rarely you know? done well, for sure. Yeah. And there's like a very thin line. I'm sorry to extend on it, but like there's a thin line of like, that sounds shitty, but it sounds good. Yeah, like, exactly. For some sure. reason, exactly. recordings are good because you could tell like if me or Burke could tell be like, the mixer knows what he was doing, but the recordings are shitty, but yeah. the playing is really good. And you're like, some. that's why some hardcore just sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just because like it's not the greatest recordings ever, but but the playing is so good, it sounds good, dude. If so. you listen to like 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 fucking like I don't know, Wide Awake or whatever, like all that stuff, like yeah. horrible horrible sounding recordings, horrible. but they're they're like uh, I can they're, tell they're you can tell good, they're playing you know? though, and that exactly was, and especially for the times so I was or like, like yeah, right, like Spawn and stuff like that, yeah. like they you know same thing, you know I don't know. Yeah, to go off that next question, uh, we kind of spoke about this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and ask it. Uh, what made this record so meaningful to each and everyone involved in this recording process? Well, again, the recording process was fairly quick. So yeah. I, I wish it wasn't. We would have had a lot more like 
heartfelt meaning behind recording it literally kind of getting to appreciate the moment yeah exactly that would have felt much better had we had more time yeah um i think we were all just really antsy to get some songs definitely i don't i don't blame you it'd been a long time russell and burke were endlessly on zoom they're like we gotta write this russell's got a great idea for a breakdown uh burke sent a song and i like changed up the ending and when i sent it back to them they were like this is it like that's that's a fucking song right there and i i don't know i feel like while we were sending each other stuff and then the two times we had practice in north carolina or like writing session with sejas and russell we were like i feel better now that we have some some physical songs like something to go off of and when we came to record i kind of like i said it kind of sucks because i was like okay i have like three or four days we have to fucking bust these out and that was it but like we're still very happy with the product yeah i mean as far as recording goes but i mean for for me there as i said before there are ideas i had been sitting on for a while that i didn't know if they would ever be a thing uh you know there there were times uh during the band when i didn't know if things were going to work out or if this idea would just sit around forever so it was really fulfilling just to hear some a couple few of those ideas you know finalize and and listen to it all back but but also just to work on it with my friends you know like it's uh doing this band is what been it's all about the coolest thing coolest mm-hmm. thing i've done and uh everything we've been able to do has been uh really incredible and special to me and yeah creating this record and just i don't know doing everything that we've done every show that we play and and all of that i i really don't take it for granted and uh and i'm just i'm just stoked uh for what this record is going to do in terms of breathing a a fresh new life into to what we're doing moving forward oh yeah all right next one uh this one says it seems like there are a few straight edge bands uh nowadays straight edge is a driving factor that's part of what set hardcore apart from other scenes it's a topic that falls into the background and some bands end up leaving it out of their image as they progress. What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I kind of would agree to that. Wait, what I, was the I question? See. I'm so confused. Yeah, Sorry. was there a question? What was it? What? Okay, so the beginning part I skipped out because I thought it made sense without it, but what is the state of straight edge? It seems like there are a few straight edge bands. There are a few straight edge bands nowadays. Straight edge is a driving factor that's part of what sets hardcore apart from other scenes. It's a topic that falls into the background, and some bands end up leaving it out of the Im- their image as they progress. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, straight edge is definitely faltering right now. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, the, I feel I, like I would agree. There were definitely in less straight edge bands than like oh, bands. There's like four or five in America. You know, in ter- terms of bands, <laughs> I, I would say. <laughs> In terms of people, like maybe like with our generation, like we're all like mid to late twenties essentially. Uh, you know, you know, you know, things always always change a bit as you get a bit older. But uh, I do see a lot of really about it, brother. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's it, an ebb and flow, though. You know, it yeah, just comes in waves. Sure. It'll but come I, back. It definitely like comes a, in waves. A lot of younger kids who are who are uh, straight edge and and xing up and shit like that, and and Which I is still. Sick. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things that it's always going to be a persistently a, a part of things. Uh, whoever sure. asks, I, but I, I can definitely understand where the person asking the question is coming from because there are bands that I I guess you wouldn't have known were straight edge, 
but also there's aren't many bands really repping it and magnitude is a band that we definitely definitely want to like represent that we are a straight edge band our lyrics are about being straight edge and like the, this was a vital piece or part of who we are and uh and we want to, we want to show that and we have shown that since the very first show and like we have it on all of our merch and we're relatively most of our merch and that's just kind of the vibe and i don't know I mean, I mean, yeah, in the past 10 years, I, I'd say a lot of straight edge bands have broken up or maybe there have been bands that started, but they aren't straight edge. So like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say on record right now, uh, any younger straight edge kids doing band or wanting to start bands and shit, do it, make it happen. That's what we did, you know. Definitely need more straight edge bands. That. Would love that. And broke up. Uh, that whole era was really pivotal for me in terms of what I wanted to do with bands, the example that they set, uh, the energy and spirit they had in their live shows. And that's what we're trying to, to keep alive, I guess. And it, it's up to uh, the next generation to, to keep that going beyond us and, you know, believe in it. I think what this person said, uh, something that stood out to me, it says straight is the driving factor. That's part of what sets hardcore apart from other scenes. I probably would have never cared to hardcore to the extent I do if it wasn't, like for being straight edge, finding out about that. Honestly, I'm, you're right. Yeah. You guys all can yeah. relate to that. I know. Um, it really does. Like there's nothing else. There's for nothing sure. else like it. So it's like part of the ethos of hardcore in a yeah, way. Yeah. Just the, Literally. you know, it's just the whole, it's a counterculture. So, I mean, that's kind of going to go hand in hand with it, I guess. I like um, how he said, you know, then it's like not. changing it or like that deciphers it from other scenes, I guess. Uh, that was, like, I mean, there's there's the, nothing else like that musically. There, yeah, there was yeah. there was an era of Boston straight edge hardcore, legendary. Everyone knows yeah. about it. And then there was an era South Florida straight edge hardcore, legendary. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's just like you're right. There are like scenes where you can think of like a city and be like, ah, they are known for straight exactly. edge hardcore. Yeah, same thing with like vegan and vegetarianism. Like there, I I feel like there's probably no bands that that I'm thinking of right now that I can think of off the top of my head that still like kind of rep that that at least have like a only earth crisis real i mean honestly yeah that at least that, maybe there might be bands i don't know like that don't have like aren't like you know national contour. Or, yeah. exactly you know um but it's the same thing it's like it, it comes it's part of it's just part of like the ethos of hardcore you know what i mean um it's like like definitely like i don't know it's a it's one of the pillars i would say yeah, yeah. You know? and also i don't want to say oh there are no straight edge hardcore bands this also could be coming from ignorance. Like there could be, and I just, oh, I, I, I don't know I'm sure, that many. I'm like, sure there are not, some. Yeah. I yeah. have not come across as many, or maybe I'm like not paying attention to a certain part of the country where there is flourishing straight to hardcore bands. So don't Dude. take my word for fucking, I don't know what the fuck Facts. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, I may not know what I'm talking about. I, there could well be more. It's just, I haven't personally seen it a lot. Uh, in the past couple of years and i'm glad that magnitude is still just like we're a fucking straight edge band and we're gonna show it off oh yeah moral of the story start more straight edge bands stop Thanks. drinking it's not worth it stupid you look it's dumb whack, bro. and it tastes <laughs> bad fucking whack yep uh, beer tastes bad cigarette tastes bad <laughs> this, <laughs> this is kind of segues into the next question uh if the members of matt this is like a no-brainer the members of Magnitude could only uh, choose one, hypothetically speaking. Would it be straight edge or veganism, vegetarianism? Come on now. Matt, what oh, do you think? It'd be, oh, 
fuck. Wait, what's the question? Straight up, if you had to pick one, yeah, well, you could only have to pick one because I care. It said, about... hypo- it said hypothetical. Hypothetically, if I had to pick one, teams out yeah. there. I mean, straight edge. Straight Sorry. Edge, bro. Yeah, bro. I mean, it might be straight edge because I, I know what it's like to – I've been straight edge for like eight years now, and I know what it's like to like get fucked up and shit, uh, and it sucks. Like it does not feel good, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like that is so opposite of who we are as people. It's like – Exactly. I would never like – yeah. Now, But then again, we are talking about how we feel about – vegetarianism and veganism so that is kind of the opposite yeah, of how we I, feel as well I, I wouldn't like i wouldn't want to pick but if i had a gun in my head like i would guess i'd go to waffle house and get something you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean yeah i guess yeah, I, would. I mean I'm, i wouldn't I'm want to i never would i'm, I'm not going to before i drink a beer or smoke yeah so. exactly yeah if i had that gonna pull the trigger i'm not doing either i'm not gonna answer this question directly but i will compare it to a conversation that comes up sometimes in terms of uh you know straight edges more so uh a personal type of thing that it definitely can, I guess, affect others around you in some way. But I would say definitely some oh, yeah. affects so many more living sentient beings, uh, and uh, so it's it's difficult to say like which is which is uh in this what, hypothetical. In I mean, war- dude, you want you want to talk about something, bro? No beans give a fuck about being vegan anymore, really. No, like zero. It's, it's like, literally fallen off so yeah, hard. so hard. Yeah, it's really crazy. Again, I wouldn't know, but like, I you're right. I have not heard any. There, there are some any. like there's, European there's bands. Some, but yeah, there yeah. there are a lot of European bands that have like the XVX thing, you know, going True. on and stuff. Oh, but like, like, as far as American bands, dude, I don't know. XVX European people. I've said this before. They will go to their fucking grave. Oh, dude, oh, being absolutely straight edge, bro. You can Dude. tell them that their loved ones, their mom was getting fucking shot and thrown in the bottom of a river. They're not eating the McDouble, bro. <laughs> no, they're, they're just not. simply not. They're going to be buried in the the Earth Crisis casket that's just covered uh, in wrenches, you know? I wish, you uh, know. Was... My friend Sven, I thought so highly of at one point. Uh, <laughs> oh. As you, as you say this, he's listening. He's probably going to be listening back to this and he's going to have, have like all of his bubblers and bongs around him saying, Yeah, hey, fuck. <laughs> I made a mistake. I say that. <laughs> so, Sven asked a question that I will. Uh, we kind of talked about it, but just because Sven's family, I'll, I'll say it. He said, Magnitude has been through a couple of lineup changes, but it still kept everything in the family. Everyone in the band currently was at the first show. Can we get any retrospective thoughts on that show, the trajectory of the band, and any reflections on the past future of the band? Love the band, by the way. <laughs> I know we I know we basically covered all that. Spin. Yeah, we I just basically want to say shout did, out to Spin. We basically did cover all of that. I hope he takes a listen and I hope that answers his question. But I guess a recap would just be yeah. I mean, Burke and Seos were in Elegy. They played our first show. It was a great time. We've always been friends. And it came full circle when we had no really members. Did. And we were like, we really wanted to keep it in the family, like you said. Like, we just want this band to be full of friends. Some of them we're all comfortable comfortable with that we've toured with before. And it's like, well, yeah. Mm, we all made South that Florida. mistake already. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I chose <laughs> when writing that in reference to that night it's because like i don't know there's a i think about the whole like butterfly effect of things and just like you know meeting these other two people who are a huge part of our band now and uh you know they uh they were they were them and everybody who supported us early on they were a huge part of of what we are now as well so i don't know i just i i like to uh to think back to uh 
everything that played out to getting us to where we're at now and all the cool things we've been able to do. And uh, yeah, that was a pivotal night right there, a fateful night. Shout out to fucking uh, the rats, Finn, bro. Yes. What, do you want to add something? No. Chaos <laughs> <laughs> has been on his phone this entire time. He couldn't want to be here any less. I've been and... eating. And also, every time I try to get a word in, um, there's just like four other people who are louder than me. So, Bro, right. just speak your mind, brother. Just be uh, louder. Real, real, real shit, bro. I, I say... Uh, Shout out to Spin, bro. Love him. He's just, he has no morals, but he's still my boy. All right. Uh, this one's from uh, our everyone's friend, Lennon. He said, yo, can I get one hardcore hot take from each member real quick? Oh, oh all right. Let me, yeah. Uh, Mad's got a couple. I know it. Aunt keep Bert it can definitely keep go it, off on a rant. Keep it to one just for the sake of time. But Connor, let's start with you, bro. Yeah, oh, please. Well, give, me, give me some time to think. So I don't really all right. know. Matt, I know you got shit in the chamber bro you got the <laughs> RPG loaded I got one Go ahead, I'll keep Russell. it real I'll keep it so easy and so simple kids need to just listen to regular hardcore more facts I mean, that's just regular facts. hardcore that's like literally true though. yeah yeah um hot take hot take yeah you can't deny the whole the whole spectrum of hardcore definitely listen Everyone to wants to listen to this weird fucking ski mask beat down bullshit bro all right, throw on fucking Youth of the Day or Judge or some shit, bro. Yeah, and and throw on. It doesn't have to be a straight edge band, man. Like I don't know. Throw on Mad Ball. Mad Ball. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> the greatest, greatest band. Warzone. Yeah, yeah. Put on. The kids would lo really love Warzone if they gave it a sh shot. I think I it's think. just lost to the sands of time with newer kids. Maybe I guess so, but like. Yeah, Warzone just, is like not that far off. They have like double. Yeah, but just no, I, mean, I agree. For a lot of us especially Burke and I that record music, everything that was very horribly recorded was so much harder to like to get into. Let, oh, like, definitely. Yeah. So like, I don't know if the recordings kind of suck. Not a lot of people are going to fucking want to get into it. That's true. Honestly. Yeah. For kids like, dude, I feel like I, they're I not going to give a shit. That. It's not loud. You can't hear the snare. They don't want to fucking listen. I kind of, I kind of, they don't know our struggles, bro. You can't say shit. Say us. You're done. Say us. Give us your hot take, brother. All right. This is my tame hot take. I, no, I don't want that. I want. We don't want a medium hot take. I want take. a hot take. This is not a mild take. This one, no, this is a hot take. People won't be happy about this one. All right. I'm sick of seeing people stand on stage. Of course. All, all right, guys. respect. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I mean it. Wow, I man, that's fucking that. scalding, bro. They don't Jesus. need your fucking support. Shut <laughs> the fuck up and listen right now. All right? <laughs> all of you. Everyone at home. They don't need you on stage. They need you in the pit moshing, singing along, not with your fucking phones and your hands on your fucking junk look, or whatever look, you're doing. Man. Last I mean, FYA, that's, you're right. He's right. Shit. Last FYA, last I was on more hardcore shows. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. I was on the stage. I, I stand on the stage for like three to four bands at FY because I genuinely want to watch and see what's going on. But there were some people we all talked about they were mm -hmm. just on the stage the whole weekend, and I would look up and just literally be like, who the fuck are you, and why are you on the stage right now? You're mm. not playing. You don't know anyone playing. You're not dating anyone playing. Get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> like, it's it's, like, it's low-key like, disrespectful, kind of. It's literally you know I mean? the most entitled bullshit uh, ever. You don't need to be up there. 
It's a hardcore show. And like I said, I know <laughs> I can't say much. Like I watched Green Iron and Cold Wolf on the stage because I wanted to see it, you know. But some people, it it was like they had an assigned parking space. Yeah, it's like they got VIP stage. tickets yeah. to see. Like, dude, you, know? you didn't get Shit, the fuck man. off the stage. Bob you know, said we're, we're running shit differently this year. So thank God. I, yeah. I think there will be some. Uh, we'll be. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. We'll be booting some mofos off the stage. So. Also, bro, I'm just gonna say this: bands sound better from the crowd than from they the do crowd. on stage. They literally wow. do. Wow, it's cool hearing only guitar left. Exactly. Like and what the yeah. fuck? Out, bro. But I don't want. I don't want to get hit. Then stand in the back. <laughs> stand off on the side. Shit, hey, bro. I can't. I want to be close. If there's bands, I'm like, look, it's gonna be crazy, and and they're like, like if it's my friend's band, and I know it's gonna be crazy, and I genuinely want to watch. But I feel like that's one thing. Like if if it yeah. wasn't a band I was like good friends with, I would not be just up there. Oh, definitely, just, yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't say I'm not guilty, but no, it, it's out of hand for for a lot of shit. Yeah, there are people who have like no connection, just standing on stage. Standing like, on bro, stage. I don't know. Uh, Russell, we need yours. Oh shit! Uh, oh yeah, it's a Russell hot take. He's too um, positive. Yeah, that is a fucking fact. Um, well, I, I guess it, whatever I say has got to be somewhat appropriate. Then, um, no, I'm just trying to think of something that's constructive. I guess. Do, do you want me to give my hot, my hot take while you think? Yeah, go yes. ahead. Go ahead, bro. All right, my my hot take is uh, miles to go is better than uh, age quarrel. That's actually wow. mental illness. No, I think it's awesome. That's I mean, both records, both dude, records are incredible. Agree. Both records are incredible, but I think Miles to Go is just like that much better. Well, I don't know what to say. I might agree, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're I mean, both. I that's that's a Matt thing. Yeah, I, I listen. I listen out verse more than than Chromax, but I mean, I like that. Obviously, I like like the first few Chromax records are great. Even the, like later stuff. You, you think Miles Ago is better than Age of Coral? Oh, definitely. Now that being said, I do but think like, that Best Wishes is a better record than Age of Coral. What? I agree with that too. I, that's, I would, that's not, that's I, not I even an unpopular that, opinion. That's I don't, not even I an know unpopular it's opinion. Not, but like, Best Wishes is my go-to. Best yeah. Wishes is not okay. It's yeah, fire. I agree, Sayas, but we I'm won't mention that. But I could not agree more. Uh, All right. I think oh, yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of people get are like a lot of newer kids will like vibe with with fucking. Uh, Alpha Omega and shit like that before they they would Age of Coral at this point, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Would. I mean, be- Best Wishes is like literally kind of changed music in a way as weird as that sounds. Like I don't know, like that was one of the oh, first definitely. Band, you know I mean, what you I mean? Get, you so, have yeah. me thinking about it more now, but like, I'm still just like to uh, me. Uh, also, five, five, five Deadly Coral. Venoms. Five Deadly Venoms is incredible. God, it's, up, it's, bro. It's it's just it's uh it's Master Killer Part Two that people sleep on. I just I only need Master Killer, even if it's good. I don't need it. Fair enough. Uh, but Asia Coral hmm. Best Wishes are me and like the same. Like they're one and the same. You know what I mean? I don't really hold one above the other. I probably yeah. listen to Asia Coral more, but I don't think that's a crazy yeah. take. Now saying mm. outburst is better than pro mags is kind of fucking crazy. I mean, I'm thinking that's what I was thinking about more now. Um, I don't know, man. I get what you mean. I don't think I can compare those two. Do you think kind outburst of... is literally better than pro mags, or just no. that one record is better? Than oh no, no, just that one. No, no, just that one record is better than Asia Coral. Okay. I will also. Here's the thing too. They have like a shooter discography, so it's like kind. Of, it's kind of like all killer no filler, whereas. You know, Chromax is kind of like a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah, you got some room you know for I mean? error. Exactly. Yeah. Not everything's amazing. It's all good, but everything's amazing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, know. Russell. Let, let's hear it for time's sake before we get too uh, carried away. 
I'll keep it quick. Um, I guess I'll tie in kind of two short answers, but one we already said before, uh, I would love to see more uh, younger bands that uh, I guess just have something that they really believe in, uh, I guess beyond just the world of hardcore and moshing and having fun, but it just, yeah. just want to see more of the whole, the whole movement aspect of hardcore um, as hardcore becomes more and more, uh, I guess in the, the mainstream eye, um, just want to make sure that we keep up with the, uh, the morals and ethics and, and make sure that, that, you know, stays at the forefront of what hardcore as a movement is about. Wow. Hot take for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait i have i have one more hot take can i give the hot yeah. take yeah, yeah. all right you guys ready kickback oh, is awesome <laughs> False. that's uh, that's one of my favorite bits bro that that honestly is good kyle, <laughs> kyle nylon has many good kickback bits like that uh um, connor did you hot say take. Yours? no i i passed along hold on let me think hot take It's not really a hot take. I would just say mine is that TikTok has no place, nothing to do with hardcore. That shit is the AIDS of the earth, bro. Shut the fuck up! Shut, <laughs> up. Shut your fucking mouth! That's not, that's not a hot take yeah, at all. I no, I, I, I agree with that statement. My, uh, my hot take would be... Um, you should read the one that I sent in the chat. No. <laughs> I'll be shot on site the next All time. Right, let me let me actually read it. My nope. actual, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! All right, Connor, um, give it to us before we move on. Man, I don't know. You uh, could just pass if you, you don't. No, you know there's shit you hate. Yeah, but you're I'll, human. Yeah, but it's not appropriate. All right, that's fair. We don't. You don't have to say anything. We can move on. Fair enough. So it's kind of too. It, it's not even mean. It's just just like that's not. I don't want to hear that. I think one of my actual hot takes would refer back to like the recording process. Nobody wants to fucking hear shitty ass recordings. Get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear something that sounds fucking good. Yeah. All right. Enough. This one is a good question. It's for Russell, but it kind of involves everyone. It's from my friend Donnie, who lives in Birmingham. He said, what's good, players? Question for Russell. Which members of the fellowship would you assign each member of the band? You can also include friends from other bands to fill out the entire fellowship roster if you feel so. Inclined. I love this. I love this question so much. That's so awesome, bro. How many more questions do we got to get to? I, I, I want to answer the the twenty you had, but I don't want to take long. No, uh, no. Bro, did I, this you see is, why this I said sick. we couldn't do fifty? No, please, like, let's do fifty. Let's do fifty. Let's do fifty. We're already I want to say them all. Ah, that's fine. All right. Yeah. We I mean, can I just answer the questions, not like you know, I like. Got, yeah, I got off, time. But yeah, you I, know what I mean. We can we can answer them a little faster. Yeah, don't don't go in depth. Just like give an answer of each person. And yeah, just unless continue. you unless you real feel really inclined to go in depth. Um, don't say that. No, I mean I, I won't go too crazy in depth, honestly. But I I gotta think though. Um, Sehas provides a lot of good comedic relief. <laughs> Dude, just say the name, brother. Just say the name, yeah. Say Gimli. Yes. Um, okay, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, all right, that's fair. Say us is definitely Gimli. Uh, I know who that is. Actually, no, no, I'm taking it back. He's a dwarf. Burke is Gimli. What? Also provides comedic. Yeah, but he doesn't have a beard. He's he's yeah, I, I guess he's so. Gimli I'm gonna. I'm more. I've taken many photos with my shirt off and like sketchy places. I think I'm more of a 
more of a uh, a smeagol. Gollum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. He's not in the like, fellowship I, though. Yeah. Oh, I, I, is he? Is he not? No, he's not part of the fellowship. He's just he in bring, the movie. He helps bring the ring to Mordor though. But he's uh, not part of the original fellowship. Sire, he didn't help. He tracked them down. He's a treacherous He tracked them down, and then he like be, like like kind of like went you with know, them. I don't, they, I, we're rambling. Yeah, Anyways, whatever, whatever. Is, is Matt okay, go ahead. Here because Wait. he left for a minute. He kind of betrayed for a moment. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> dude, <laughs> Matt, wow, that's Matt, good, dude. Matt is Matt, Boromir. Matt's Boromir. Um, but no, I in, in that light, you could also say Matt's Gandalf because he left and then he he was reincarnated. Oh, Posse okay. Russell. There is but no Posse Russell. Is he Gandalf the gray or is he Gandalf the white? Yeah, which one am I? Oh, he's he Gandalf, Gandalf the, the negative. He would be Gandalf the white. Gandalf the white? Okay. Back, right? I've never seen the movie, so I don't know what I'm Ain't talking no about. no way crazy, positive bro. Gandalf is going to be Matt. I was going to say Matt was Frodo before, but... Who's Marion Pippin? That could make sense. Uh, you you, know you can add two other people. You can add right, two I'm, other people. I'm changing it. Burke and Sehas are Marion. Burke and Sehas okay, are Marion. That, that's that's for sure. That actually is perfect. Fair. Fair. Mischievous bastards. And then uh, I'll, I'll give, if Matt's Gandalf, I'll give myself Aragorn, and then I'll give Connor Legolas because he's got the blonde hair. I don't know. Well, Did you just who, profile on me? Who outside of the band would be Frodo? Oh, who outside of the band? He I would, would be Alfredo. I was. I would say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would say. Uh, I, would I don't say know either. Lennon, because Lennon. Uh, He's the ring bear. Ring bear. He just did, he did a lot. Frodo has a, a pivotal. You know what? Maybe. Oh damn. Lennon might be Sam actually, because uh, he's just, that's because he's he's man. the right hand man. Yeah, he's just done it. Done a whole lot for us. Um, just let yeah. Alfredo be Frodo. That's just dope. yeah. There yeah. you go. Alfredo, Frodo, Alfredo's Frodo. But Russell being Aragorn, me being Legolas, sounds pretty accurate. He's never even seen Harry Potter. Why are you gonna give him Frodo? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then right. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. And then uh, I'll give uh, I'll give Boromir to Cameron. He does uh, look he like Boromir. Truly betrayed. No, no, no. <laughs> truly <laughs> betrayed. Wait, then, then who? Then who's a who's a dwarf? Then who's a dwarf? Oh, Gimli. Gimli. Uh, yeah. Who's another funny motherfucker? Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Let's go. Mikey's Mikey. You know what? That's good. God, That's good. I love Mikey. Shout out to Mikey, bro. Mikey yeah, did the album artwork, didn't he? Ben might be Boromir too. Uh, yeah, he's a I, Judas fuck. I call Sven just <laughs> in my phone. He's just Judas. I'll add again. I love Bormir. He's like one of my favorite characters, and and uh, he he redeemed himself. Um, uh, r- real quick, uh, talking about Mikey, just real fast. Mikey did the art for the new LP, correct? Uh, no. The record? Uh, no. I, I thought record? he did. No, we He's... had asked like a, I think. Yeah. So pre- pretty much, uh, I I when I was down there tracking vocals, uh. I had an idea I was running by him because I was just a bit overwhelmed with Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Who did that had to be Burke, bro? Yeah, it was Burke. <laughs> All right. Look we can move on. We have rubbing his getting, belly. Hang on. Getting way off track. Okay. Hey, I, I I'll answer really quickly. Um Mikey was gonna help me out with it. I think he just had too much stuff going on. Uh and I ended up just uh, doing it all, and then Kyle Nyland helped me out with a couple small touches at the end, and oh, yeah. uh, that's how it came out. 
Dope. Uh, this is from Jay from Balmora. What's the members of the band's collective net worth? 32 cents. Bad. Bad? I, um, net worth? I think Burke and Matt are the only ones with any sort of big not boy in, money. Not in lots of debt. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer his question with a statement. Your network is your net worth. Ooh, Man. that's a Seahawks line right there, bro. So if if your friends aren't talking about straight edge, this what's the best Shark vegan Tank, band of brother. all time? Then you need, to, you need to upgrade your circle. Kill me for the motherfucker sitting here like, how many units? Did you sell last year? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Crypto moving on. Like we're going to interview you. How much do you make? <laughs> Me? No, I'm, I'm just saying that on air. <laughs> All right. This, this next one is from Lumpy. He said, favorite negative bands. <laughs> oh, let's go. Awesome question. Favorite negative <laughs> bands. One band from each person. Favorite negative band. Sworn that are, enemy that are hardcore. All right, said, sworn enemy is yeah, a great answer. They all said sworn enemy. I'd say, uh, oh, fuck, man. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Come here, on, I, this I do is like, really easy for you. I, oh, my favorite negative band, like probably the most negative band of all time, Damnation. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're negative, not not in like an evil way, but like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself way. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I does carry on the the carry on LP count. I feel like that's a little... you are so positive that it hurts. That's bro. insane. <laughs> you are. Does a lifeless plague count? Hear me out. A lifeless plague is like there's there's some. It pretty is. It's it, there's it's some negative. Negatives. There's some hateful songs. It's less positive than the stuff before it. If blood you want blood. that to be yours, Russell, we'll let you run with it. Um, I don't I, think that's what he was looking for, though. Yeah. You covered Terror Ave, bro. Can't you just say that? I was going to say uh, my, I, Blood for Blood. Oh, that's a really good one. That's up there. Yeah, Matt, come on now. Favorite negative band? Give it to Matt, I literally, Matt I heard just, All Out War a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard All Out War. That's oh, not true. Well, I showed you a song. Buried, I showed you Redemption alive. of the Innocent. Love All Out War. Buried Alive. Okay, buried alive. fair, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. That's pretty. That's a good answer. Uh, does All Out War count? If so I can say. Yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, bro. every song is about how religion fucking is crazy, nigga. Or yeah. just super heavy. Earth Crisis count? No. No. Come on, they changed the world in a positive the, the, way. Yeah, I don't know. But the one song, what's the one comp song? The Order That Shall Be. Come on, no. And Stand By. No allegiance is pretty negative. All right. Uh, Did we miss anyone? No, we're moving on. Cool. All right. This is from, this is just from the morning Instagram. I don't know who it was. Probably Connor. Yeah. He wants to know Russell's thoughts on rings of power. Uh, Dog shit. All right. So uh, there's. Do not ramble, please. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) This is the conclusion that I've currently come to. I think there's certain elements of the uh, ancient Tolkien lore that haven't been uh, delved into too much that they kind of hint at a bit. And they I definitely wish, should have. I wish that they like were able to go all in, but I know a lot of it has to do with the legal rights and stuff like that. So as far as season one goes, there's a lot more that I wanted from it, and I don't know how much we're going to get in the future seasons but i'll still watch and i'm still open to it because i know that's just the first season um but yeah there's already things that i wish were a bit different um and yeah i i think i i there's moments that i enjoy and moments that i don't like so that's it all right 
Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, favorite fest to play? FYA, F- baby. FYA. FYA. I think FYA had a had a big uh, a big helping hand in making magnitude what you guys are today. I feel like you guys would all agree with That's that. That's a fact. No, we're not from Tampa, but like in, in a way, like You're that. An honorary all... Florida hardcore. Yeah, like we're. It almost feels like just like a we're like the the local type band who has played everywhere every year since we've been a band and i don't know we, we uh every year the fest has grown and every year it feels like our our set has gotten crazier and yep. uh, bob keeps asking us back and uh how can how can we refuse uh, yeah go anyway. shout out bob. so yeah shout out bob um, all right uh yeah. we'll, we'll do a few more uh let's see uh most influential band for every magnitude member it can honestly be hardcore or not influential to magnitude or just to us in general or, yeah you know, per, what band is influential the most to you it could be for like say for magnitude like what a band inspires you the most uh just in hardcore i would say for me foundation is my favorite hardcore band uh i think it's just very very of the times for me and uh they were a band that was around <laughs> had the thing that i needed to hear at the right time just like really strike a deep nerve for me yeah, yeah. connor I could say the same thing, but if I'm being honest, and no dick ride, but Envision. Envision is my all-time favorite band. Hell yeah, it, bro. You know, like, everyone gets into hardcore, or, like, they hear it and they want to mosh because it makes you fucking feel something. And, like, yeah, everyone has that band. It's just, like, I am I know every word. It makes me feel so, so, so good. Every time I listen to Envision or I see Envision live, I get the feeling every single song. It makes me so happy every single time. So, like... They're goaded, yeah, no dick I, they're, Yeah, they're fucking... It's literally my favorite band. So, like... They are the gods that built yeah. tomorrow. There we go. It's, All right, Matt. Uh, or, that's my shit. Matt? Um... Are you looking for like, and I think y'all, they probably already asked this, but are you looking for like when I'm thinking about magnitude or just in general? general. No, Let's go in general. What influenced oh, you? You could say easy. Absolutely. I would not, I would not be I who I am today if I, had not, uh, <laughs> My eyes if I had not heard that band when I was a teenager. You said Youth of the Day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> not Sportswear? Shout out to Tim. Stop. Shout out to Tim Creep, though. Yeah. Uh, no, man. You can say Y.O.T. Those bands wouldn't exist had it not been for Y.O.T. Also, so fair That's, enough. Burke? I respect that. In the realm of hardcore, could be it, whatever you want. All right. Dude, if we're hardcore. doing that, I would say Howard Shore, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. But... Oh my <laughs> fucking god, bro! Go ahead. All right, I'll give you. T- I'll give you two answers. Uh, he said, in the, realm, in, "In the realm of hardcore, uh, definitely uh, a breed." Like the, okay. the first three records are incredible. I know like every lyric to every song on like the first like three or four records. And yep. then as far as like uh like just in general, favorite band of all time, System of a Down, the best band in the world. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, I, I'm I Yo, that's crazy. I, that, they're my me. favorite band. They're been my favorite band like as long as I could remember. I, I know knew, every lyric to I, that's every That's a middle song. school vibe, bro. I never exactly. Knew that about you. Exactly. That's my favorite Wait, band. What'd bro. you think yeah. about my boy Little Uzi covering Chop Suey? It was fire. He could, the man can do no wrong. He's a fucking legend, bro. He's a legend. Right. He, Louis, he's a legend, yeah. Seas. Uh, for hardcore, Gorilla Biscuits. And for not hardcore, Blink-182. Dope. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Like a lot. Like, yeah, like about you. IG. Blink-182 is the logical progression. Yeah, I can't, I can't cool. really 
speak on like what uh, hardcore band, you know, for like in the terms of magnitude or whatever. I mean, I could say strain. I could say. But I, influential on you as a person, I'd suppose. Yeah, I mean, what GB. You to where you were. GB, like, to this day, since day one, since the first time I heard them. Yeah. I feel like that's such a hard question because, like, there are so many bands that, like, you kind of go through, like, periods where you're like, oh, wow, like, this band. Like, there's a period of time where I only would listen to, like, YouTube Today, and then there was another period yeah. of time where I'd only listen to Perfect Cleansing. So it just yeah. kind of just depends, you know what I mean? I think GB and Earth Crisis are, like, the two that, has never like neither of them have waned as far as like my time with them listening to them like yeah. my excitement for them i'll see them every time i can oh yeah all right this isn't a question but i wanted to say it's so funny uh it's from it's from our friend uh jay mindforce he said i won't tell anyone if you want to try smoking weed and watching lord of the rings russell shit's crazy <laughs> yo <laughs> 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 yo, I can hear it in his voice now. He's like, "Yo, shit's crazy, crazy yo. Yo. <laughs> Absolute, absolute legend of the core, bro. Shout out to Jay. Fucking to love you, Jay. He's the ivory smoking that long bottom leaf. <laughs> <laughs> He's out, the, out of those, leaf. The, the giant pipe that that uh, Gandalf uses, or whatever, yeah. whatever the church warden, I think it's called. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> do th- I'm gonna do three more really quick. All right. This one's a fun one. Uh, it's a fuck Mary kill. One king down. <laughs> one king down. Strife and Earth Crisis. Uh, this is stupid. Okay. I mean, it's funny. Okay, <laughs> Ma- Ma- Mary. Uh, Mary Earth Crisis. They're the most loyal. Fuck. Uh, sh- like fuck in like a like a. Fe- I wouldn't like not fuck them, but like fuck. Like, <laughs> I would fuck them. You know what I mean? Like fuck, fuck <laughs> Strife, and then kill. One king what was down. That one, one king down. Yeah, I they don't unfortunately dislike... got it. Yeah, but they got to go. Yeah, I don't dislike them. They're awesome. I don't know about that. It's yeah. not the one. Yeah. Oh, Very Earth Crisis. And then... Uh... You'd kill Strife? Yeah. Damn, bro. Mm. He he I... loves One King Down. That makes sense. Is... I mean, yeah. I love him too, but there was One a time King Down where versus Ma- Strife. I remember when Matt showed me One King Down, and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. What? Yeah, because <laughs> we, we were like 17 or something. I didn't understand the whole '90s era of like talking, like little fair, yeah, fair enough, parts. fair enough. And I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "You're going off the deep end." And then I like understood <laughs> it, and I was like, "I have never felt so alive in my entire life." So like, yeah, I yeah, right. I just remember I used to hate them. I love them now. All right, uh, how has the North Carolina hardcore scene changed uh, since you guys first going to shows until now? I don't know. Or, um, I, what? No idea. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me let me make this a little bit easier. How has the scene changed since Magnitude started until now in North Carolina? Well, I, I, I don't know. I could answer them both. I I could say, uh, you know, going to shows in North Carolina, things are are very spread out. It's a pretty big state actually. When you think about Wilmington from Charlotte, that's about four hours. Charlotte to Raleigh is three hours, you know, Asheville, the same. Um, so things are, are pretty spaced out. Um, for shows to be good when we were first coming around, it would really require every, everybody to travel out from different cities. Uh, and that's how the good shows would happen. And, uh, and you know, as, as we've gotten older and our generation that got into hardcore, I guess around like 2012 or so, has gotten older like traveling has been 
uh, a bit more difficult to do as you know you're working on a weeknight you can't drive three hours there and back but that's what we did when we were um like 15 16 17 uh because we just didn't care about getting home at 4 a.m and then yeah this or that you know the classic instance there um but i i would say now there's definitely uh younger bands doing things uh, i know there's a lot of stuff going on in raleigh in charlotte there's not too many bands and ultimately i would say charlotte's really plagued by a lack of of good venues um and uh first of many scenes yeah for sure um charlotte i would say as a city right now like i i see a lot of people asking about stuff you know a lot of people are moving here in general and so there's a lot of potential and i would love to try and make some more stuff happen um but yeah it's just difficult um when you don't have venues and shit and uh but but yeah it's a that's my answer all right we'll leave it with that uh all right got one more i'm gonna ask Uh, i feel like it's a good one to kind of in the wrap the episode up with uh where do you guys see magnitude in five years five years is a long time brother i know come on man play the game um i (laughs) say um i don't necessarily have like some distant vision of how things are going to be play out like for the foreseeable future uh we got this new record coming out we just want to play everywhere off of that and just it's kind of just more of the same yeah you know it's like yeah five years you know we're like huge progression like how much further can we really go it's or and we're not also thinking of like breaking up anytime soon so it's like i don't know it's just kind of kind of more the same just let's go play some new places let's go to new countries and uh, i kind of was gonna add that that, because we're still passionate and and yeah well people are are still uh you know going off going crazy um as long as we're all able to do it still you know We're five working. years right now we'll be in our 30s and uh as long as yeah. nobody's has some has, kid has some kids some responsibility that takes life changes like and we're still playing some shows that are in you know crazy countries like japan and southeast asia and i want to go to you know like i said like korea and australia as long as there's still people that want to see magnitude i guess we'll still play some shows and shit be, yeah Dope. I'm warning you guys now. If I have a kid, he's coming with us in the, in the car. <laughs> no matter how small the car is, he, he or she. Put some on him. If you're not shitting your pants, he will be. So he or exactly. she. So someone's yeah. got to fill the void. Uh, yeah. Five years is a long time. But... Actually, in five years, I might, I might be shitting my pants. Who knows? <laughs> oh, he will certainly be wearing an adult Brother, diaper in the van. Phone exactly. call. God. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like. I don't know. A lot of us have been thinking about career paths, what we want to do in yeah, our lives. Like sure. I think each and every one of us have been thinking about this lately, as of late, right now. Yeah, just recent years, even. It's and uh, five years is a long time, and unless some really, really strange phenomenon happen where, where like Iron Two gets offered, hatred tours left and right, or something really crazy that keeps us busy enough, like then I guess there's a potential to like do something full-time but you know that's that's so not it's not like we're shooting for that trajectory or like shooting to you know explode even more we're just like russell said we're just playing shows we're just doing our thing we're just we want to play you know bucket list stuff we want to do these countries we want to write an awesome record again we want to write another cool song we would i don't know just kind of want to do stuff and just see what happens for all we know 
you know, this upcoming record could be the last magnitude record or there could be another one. Like it's a fluent situation where we're just going to yeah. out as they naturally are, as they naturally come. And, uh, you know, mm. whatever, whatever is us just like staying honest, staying, uh, true to the spirit of the band i guess and, and what we want to want to do and the connections and moments we want to experience with people that's that's what we're gonna keep pursuing while it while it feels right i guess and natural yeah and yeah for now that that's that's definitely a big thing all right is anything anyone else wants to say before we wrap it up anybody Matt? i'm good i mean i guess i'll just say i mean same thing you guys were saying i mean i'm I guess I have a little bit of a different situation because I have like a legit job and five years from now I'll be 34. So I'm not really sure that that's Damn. like, um, yeah, I'm old. So I'm not <laughs> really sure. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. You just Damn. said that. I'm 29 right now. I'll be 34 in five years. Yeah, I- I'm not really sure about. that like uh, t- touring hardcore musician is on my uh, 34 year old uh, bingo card. But if that's what, if that's <laughs> Say how it that is, now. I'm going to take it. Hey, yeah. I, hey, look, well, that's man, exactly when I was, what when I, mean, I was 24. You know? When I was 24, I was like, oh, being 25 in a hardcore band, nah, not going to be me. And now I'm almost Here 30. You're almost so. 30. Rocking <laughs> the fuck out, bro. Things evolve. So, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing Nothing is written in stone. But like I said, I mean, 34 for me, I feel like is, is a pretty pretty old age. And I'll have a pretty established career by then. But, you know, I'm down to do whatever I can. Fair enough. Let that be a lesson to anybody that is trying to get into this whole thing sort of band. No matter what you do, as as if you start a hardcore band and you're doing it, you cannot escape it. It is always going to come back to you in some way or another. It's a, it's always the most, it's a curse. It's the most cursed yeah. beneficial thing of all time. I'm sure we all, anyone who's an actual hardcore kid knows exactly what I'm talking about. I wouldn't want it any other way. Exactly. For sure. I, I tried to I escape the chaos. Exactly. The real one, the real ones can't escape, bro. The exactly. real ones just can't. And those are lifers. Yes, they are. Say, Ash, you want to add anything before we go? Um, no. You're about to do like a six-month tour with Jesus Bees, aren't you? Yeah. Are you excited? I'll, yeah, I'm hella excited, bro. I'll get to see Hatebreed for three weeks in Terror. I'm, I'm going to go to that show. In, are we playing I, North Carolina? Yeah, I think he's playing North Carolina. I think he's playing Raleigh or something. There, there, no, are, aren't, are you doing the world tour? Like, Aren't you literally going to China with them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got that going on. Uh, in October. Dude, that's so, so awesome. I'm doing what Connor did this past year, where he would go from like one tour of magnitude to the next, one step closer, and then back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Where Jesus Peace is doing three weeks, and then immediately after Magnitude is doing two weeks, I think. Yep. And then immediately after that, more Jesus Peace stuff for like another three months, I think. Dude, good. Is it for three months? Like back to back. Like I'll be home for like. Four or five days in. between. Oh, queue up, queue up, shop boys, party like a rock star, boy. Shit, but I'm very excited. I'm very. No one popped for that one, bro. <laughs> Carter's like, all right, I'm gonna take that. Out all right, podcast. all right. But, you know, that's but... what I'm gonna do. So I'm excited to tour Magnitude and Jesus Peace and whoever will have me. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for doing this. This is something I want to do for a while. Uh, Dude, thanks get, for having us on. I'll get the dick riding out. Uh, Magnitude genuinely is one of my favorite bands ever. And I aside that. from that, I really, you guys are my good friends, you know what I mean? Which brings the band to a whole other level for me. So you guys are the shit. Thank you for doing this. Dude, really Carter, I love you, dog. Thank Dude, you. You're the man, sing.
Yeah, are, thanks for having us on. You guys are beasts as fuck. No dick ride. I know we thank you for thank you for everything that you do for not only your friends but for all the kiddies on hardcore who buy records <laughs> from Within Records. I want to I want to kind of return that a bit and just say like you know when we met however long ago like it's really cool to reflect on on those times and and see everything that you've done and you know that you, you've put on a lot for the scene uh, in Pensacola and uh, and just I don't know hardcore in general with the label and everything. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're somebody who really gives a shit about it and, uh, just respect you and everything that you've done. Thanks, Much, bro. You know, shout out from within. But, uh, yeah, you know, Sig, I don't care what all those people are saying about you. You're actually not that bad a guy. Yeah, you're, yeah not that, bro. you're not that bad. We like you. But I will end it with, I, I know I don't get to see you guys probably like three, four times a year if we're lucky, but, you know, every time we get to hang out, it's awesome. So thank you guys for coming on. Uh, anything else before we end it? Um, um yeah anything to shout out to plug anything well i was gonna i was gonna diss all the people that ever said that oh you guys will break edge soon fuck you guys you guys are fucking <laughs> whack all you shout, out, fucking... shout out um shout out y'all did break edge. for doing the music video uh, oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. Shout i want to talk about the music video uh we, we don't have to go into it but i'll say you guys successfully did a hardcore music video that didn't suck ass it's it was good. A, it's actually good. i was so 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 happy with how it came out I'm very it's, very it's pleased literally awesome it's like it, who i don't know the guy guy said the Derek guy did it mm. he got the vibe i think literally a thousand percent yeah i was like i was so so overwhelmed with how perfect it was i was like i was because i'm so afraid of a music video dude I'm so afraid they'd be I whack mean, or corny or this or that, and bands, he did it so good. Yeah, most hardcore bands do not have a good music video. So shout out to him for real. Yeah, if you guys want, if you want a good music video, go to him. He will travel for the. What's rest his of name again? Uh, Derek. Derek. Is he on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, it's Derek Films. Derek Films. Okay, I'm sure you guys yeah. can go look at the Magnitude Instagram, and I'm sure y'all tag them and shit. Um, so mm. yeah, got got uh, the new record coming out September 15th. Um, we're touring with morning starting early October, doing a couple weeks hitting the handlebar. Yeah. Check That's out. That's right. If you haven't, they're going to be fucking awesome on that tour. Um, and let's see, plan FYA and just planning a, a big year for us next year. We're going to go everywhere in, uh, 2024. Um, so yeah, just come say what's up, come hang out at a show. I know we joke around a lot, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we're down to uh, shoot the shit and uh, yeah, just come say what's up. Oh yeah, uh, awesome. la last actual thing I'll ask because I'm definitely gonna be there. Is there any plans for a record release? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to work on something. Uh, as I was saying before, it's difficult with Charlotte because we're we're trying to find. We would like to do it in Charlotte specifically. Yeah, uh, but it's just extremely hard with the venue. Right, and extremely watching. hard with timing because a lot of us are going to be busy and now we are so busy to the point where we might have to do it a while from now but we're not sure yeah yeah it could be sooner it could be later but like yes we're there's plans to do it but like it's <laughs> just it's definitely going to shit. happen last one was one of my it's awesome favorite shows i went to it was awesome I yeah. couldn't believe people traveled out for it. It was fucking awesome. Was we would like to shoot a little bit bigger and give North Carolina a really, you know, special, unique show. Um, so it's all about figuring out the logistics for that. Um, but we're gonna make something happen at some point for sure. So oh yeah. All yeah. right. I'll quit rambling. Love you guys. Thank you for coming on, and we'll leave it at that. Peace. Love you, Sig. Love you, Sig. Thank you, bro.
isso. Changing up your salary, cause I'm getting to know you. Tell me your availability, I want all of you. If it's like that, then it's like that. Got you lighting up like lightning. I smack you up, get feisty. Can't sell touch me, I said you gon' tell the world they flush. Thankful for when you're nauseous. You're a good girl, but you're naughty. Don't you never miss out on Pilates. I let your son play for Bugatti. Damn God, bitch, you with a body. Me and cheat girls, they cheat. We do numbers, they fly. If skin to you, then we fast forward. Out of band or trap house, yeah. Made it with nothing, learned to swag out, yeah. Can't be defeated, I got mad sauce, yeah. Why would I front like it ain't my fault? Drank up and we smoke, but she always do the most. It kinda turned me on the way she licking on my stones. My chains on inner freeze, it look like I made a clone. Wanna see you get more sassy, even bring out better emotions. She caught me a god the way I floated in her ocean. Call me Messiah the way I floated in her ocean Yeah, Jesus Christ, but I wasn't causing commotion It is so right, had a soaker in the ocean yeah. Hit it all night, we was drinking and smoking Drinking and smoking I done went from GG to BB to LV I done fuck with Kiki and Lili and Nene I text her so proud of you when I got my beef from CC It is no way that you can know or see the things we see She said she can tell every time that I lie through my teeth Plus I know you had somebody else right here in my shit Oh you think you know my body Pull up in that coupe and want no shoddy I put rubies on my rolling out her eyes bleach I don't own no ice cream truck, just know my eyes freeze Man, I read a text, she said, girl, I cranked Man, I know she ducking off with her side me Who you know gon' hit it raw, baby, besides me? We drank up and we smoked, but she always do the most It kinda turned me on the way she licking on my stones My chains on inner freeze, it look like I made a clone Wanna see you get more sassy, even bring out better emotions she called me a god the way I floated in her ocean She called me Messiah the way I floated in her ocean Yeah, Jesus Christ, but I wasn't causing commotion It is alright, had a soaker in the ocean yeah. I didn't fuck with Keith.